Damn that show. Love Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. Well, it's not T.R. at the moment. He said he might drop in a little later, but we do have a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Armando Martinez is joining us live tonight. What fucking song is that for the intro? <laughs> that is a um oh gosh. Um it's a band TR knows. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I can't either, but they're uh yeah, it's an old it's an old Philly band who is defunct now, but uh, you can still pick that up. If we get you the name, Armando, you can still download that baby off of YouTube and still kick yeah, it right. out. It's catchy. Sorry for the different tangent. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's been a day, Armando. That foot uh, that football was a bitch again today. Let me tell you. Oh, and when you guys are Cleveland Browns fan? I'm not. I, you know, I, I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan, but I'm kind of I'm kind of pulling for Baker Mayfield a little bit. But man, did they get a fuck job today? That's, oh yeah, you know, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm seeing on the internet. I was watching the 49 game, so I, I really don't know what happened. But that's well, all. Yeah. Uh, I found a 24 yeah, seven sports article that will sum it up. It says the Cleveland Browns lost to the Oakland Raiders Sunday night. The game went to overtime thanks to several improperly enforced calls from Walt Anderson's officiating crew. The Browns running back Carlos Hyde appeared to get enough for a first down to seal a win. And they got a bad spot. The crew ruled the, on the bad spot. The crew, the crew ruled first down, then reviewed the spot, changed it, declared Cleveland was short of the line. During the fourth quarter, the Browns appeared to have forced a fumble on Derek Carr, and then they had a defensive tackle, was prepared to pick up the ball and return it for a touchdown. Instead, the refs blew the play dead, allegedly to protect the quarterback. It was a critical error. It says here... Um, Rachel Nichols tweeted out, if I'm a ref working this Browns-Raiders game, I might want to wear one of those fake mustache glasses disguised at the airport tonight. Uh, Browns fans were not happy about the events, and social media is even more confused by what they had witnessed. It was one of the most horribly officiated games in the NFL season. Uh, Jimmy Traina tweeted, hey, FBI, when you're done with the current job at the end of the week, turn to the refs in the Browns-Raiders game. Wow. Damn, the Bucky. I mean, the football gods must have really wanted that game to end like that. <laughs> you can't, for you can't once, call some of these games, boy. For once, you can't call them. Cleveland has a gripe. <laughs> and from what I've seen, they, they blow the play dead. And it was just a horrible call. Okay, well, that that one wasn't so bad, but the spot. The crew yeah, makes that, the that, spot. The crew makes the spot. Then they look at the spot and go first down. Then they magically, for some reason, decide to look at it again. And now it's not a first down. What the fuck? How many shots you get at it? They couldn't show a view on television that I saw that showed anything that would make them move that ball back from the call on the field. 
which I thought was supposed to be, you know, the call on the field unless there's irrefutable evidence to change the call. You're not supposed to change the call. So yeah. I don't know, but but it seemed like they were, uh, boy, we got to get the Raiders to fucking win somehow here. How can we? Yeah, Gruden can can can't, can't go over game? four. Yeah, can't go because it was bad. It was. Bad. How come we're not a Pittsburgh fan, Nate? Um, I grew up a. Uh, I wasn't really. I'll be honest with you. I my parents, neither one, were really into football. Growing up, so I didn't really get into football until I was about um, nine, ten, eleven years old, that area. And I was a big Randy Moss fan, and I used to watch Moss play. So I was, a, I used to root for the Vikings. But then the Vikings played this game against the the Giants in the playoffs one year, and it just made me just throw in the towel as being a Vikings fan <laughs> uh, after the beating that they got. So Nate, you know, I was like, Nate was uh, <laughs> Nate was going to the Church of Fitz Magic, but he's looking for a new yeah. Well, I, then I started watching. I started watching the next year, kind of really getting into football. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I need to get a team. I don't have a team. I was like, what's a team I could root for? And so I watched a game, and Tony Dungy was coaching the Bucks, and I was like, Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice, and I love the way that they got after it and, and went after the. Uh, Went after the quarterback, so uh, Derek Brooks was on that team. John Lynch, Rondé Barber, and uh, I was like, you know what, Tampa Bay, I like it. I like the way they, I like the way they do things. And uh, then they Rice. ended up. Simeon Rice should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree, hundred percent. Simeon Rice is one of my all-time favorite players. Love him. And so I was a Bucks fan from then on out, and I've stuck with him through thick and thin. So basically, through thin. My, my um little cousin's the same really? age as you, so so I kind of figured you um, grew up on that cha- on that championship defense. I did. I, I've been a Bucks fan. I've been a Bucks fan for a long time. Too bad you guys only got one with that defense. But hey, that's that's a whole other story, right? That's because we had a shitty coach named John Gruden. <laughs> well, read 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 out that. Uh, Read out that comment from the uh, Bucks coach from today, Nate. Oh, Cutter. That um, ex, that ex college coordinator. There you go, Cutter. He he was at um, Illinois for a while. That yeah, guy. Dark Cutter. I can't believe Dirk. I can't believe that guy's still a head coach. <laughs> well, you know, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he did say today that they said that they were he was asked should we be looking for. A um, new defensive coordinator. He said everyone that was on the field today should have been fired, starting with him, because it was pathetic. Damn. I didn't look. I didn't get that game up here. I only saw highlights, but it it looked pretty ugly. And and the Bears, who have an awesome defensive side of the ball, not really known for their powerful offensive put output, and yet they lay down forty eight. That's Something's wrong there. They did their you know, best when, to make Mitch Trubisky look like Patrick Mahomes. No kidding. Six touchdowns. Yeah, five <laughs> I mean, in the first sh- half. Yeah, you shouldn't. But you should not throw for six touchdowns in an NFL game. That's just no. too many. That means well, somebody's uh, asleep. Normally, normally when a, a team does that, it's always some quarterback you've never heard of. That, that's normally yeah, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
true. Uh, I'm gonna look up this. Uh, I'm gonna look up this statistic here. Uh, Nick Foles and Peyton Manning. Uh, let me see if that's no. I'm, that's not what I'm looking for. Oh, seven passes, seven in a game is the record. Um, I'm looking at, and it, there's a bunch of guys that have done it. Uh, Sid Luckman, Adrian Berg, George Blanda. What? Uh, George Blanda. Yeah. There's a George there's Blanda. a name from the past. Y A Kittle. Joe Cap. Oh, that's even way further back there. Yeah, Peyton Manning did it. Nick Foles did it, and they did it within like two months of each other. And I'd Drew like Brees to know on how many on how many uh, passes. Because Trubinsky only completed 19 passes today, and six of them were for touchdowns. And it doesn't have that listed, but I'll put it this way. Because that's cr- uh, like usually that, you would expect that to be a you know 40 out of 62 attempts kind of game where the score was yeah. 64 to 55 or some crazy fucking thing like that, but not on when, 19 passes. When Breeze that's did nuts. it in 2015, the final score of the game was 52 to 49. There you go. If that gives you any idea. Well, you gotta you got to think as a quarterback, I think any quarterback in the league would like to go out there knowing that every third pass was going for a touchdown. Well, you like played Tampa, Trump apparently. Football game. What is it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that 52 to 49 is like a big 12 football score. It's, oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. No defense. It's it's pathetic. Well, you know, they were talking today. Let's get your guys' thoughts on this. I just saw in in between the uh, before the Sunday night game started, they had a little blurb on uh, how they really thought the way they were calling the uh, the rules this year with protecting the quarterback and uh, roughing the passer and uh, pass interference and all this nonsense that uh, scoring was that it was it was too easy to score. Uh, it kind of looks like it sometimes. I mean, but isn't that what they want? Well, it, it might be what they want, but but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I would have to comp- I would have to go back and look at last year to see, but it does sort of seem like there's an awful lot of uh, high scoring affairs uh, and overtime games until hell won't have them. Um, of course, the Ravens I mean, will do that. The Ravens just stumbled <laughs> on the on their. Uh, on their two-yard line or something. Yeah, to score a touchdown. (laughs) And it's going to Pittsburgh now. They're just – this game is – this is one of those games where you'll have to check back when there's like two minutes left in the game to see who's winning. 14 to – oh, that was a nice hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the game is going to be 14 to 10 here shortly. (laughs) But, like, even today you saw um, Bengals and Falcons – 73 points. Uh, Bears and Bucks, 58 points. Uh, 37-34 for Texans over to Colts. The Patriots yeah, but, scored 38 but, but, points. But, I mean, but the Buccaneers didn't do much to help that score. Let's, let's be honest. No, true, but they're but but it's still easy. Uh, they're still scoring. You know, 87 between the Raiders and the Browns. Even though that was you know a crazy game. Uh, there, there's been a lot of points. Like I said, I'd have to look back to see if it's actually up from last year or not, but it sure seems like it is. It sounds like John Gruden called in every last favor he had at the NFL office. 
for Douglas. Oh, I tell you that that was. I'm still shaking my head over that game. That was. That has got to be the ripoff of the of the year so far, by far. Derek Carr. The, the, the L.A. Chargers do what the L.A. Chargers do and play down at the competition. Let the 49ers with a C.J. Beathard starting that quarterback stick around the whole dang game for some reason. We didn't look too bad today. No, they just started off for a long. guy who's guy who's never really done much. Well, they didn't have much choice. Who else are they going to put in there? Oh yeah, that's, you know they can't. They, I mean, the other guy—I don't even know who the other guy is. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I do, I'm pretty but, sure he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a rookie, <laughs> but I but I'm no, not sure. Uh, I, I don't know his name, so that tells you what you need to know about whether. Although you know, at some point, rookies got to play too. I guess Nick Mullins. Okay, yeah, oh, okay, he, I do know who that. Okay, I do know who that is. He went um, to Southern Mississippi. And then, miss, yeah. The only reason why I, I even know Nick Mullins because he, he plays for my favorite team. If, if he was to say he played for the LA Rams, I, I, I wouldn't know who the hell he is. <laughs> All right. Well, now that takes me to a whole other a whole other question. I've been dying to ask you. Ronald Jones. Do you, why have I, you ever why, wanted why to change your last anything? name? No. Have you what? ever wanted to change your last name to Banderas? I gotta ask. <laughs> Jesus. Antonio. <laughs> God. I'd like to apologize for the Canadian in the room here. Come on, it's a it's a it's a question that the listeners have been burning to know the answer to. Yeah, I, After. I guess I guess it was a hot topic like twenty five years ago. But yeah, if you well, want to no, answer it was a hot on. topic about I don't know, Nate what? Two or three months ago during our um, where we discovered course, that Antonio Banderas yeah, is the worst actor in the face of the universe. Yeah, but he he did the right thing to have a career. He he married up. You mean he had he he had a married Goldie Hawn, an old Goldie Hawn at that. And then, wasn't he married to uh, Melanie Griffith? There you go, some old brown. Maybe it was almost some old. Yeah, who, who he <laughs> as soon as she got as soon as she got ugly, he he kicked her to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's be honest here. She she still owns half of him and whatever he does in the future. So, regardless of, of, of yeah, you could be right. What happened? <laughs> she's getting her. Let me just be honest with that one. Yeah, we just <laughs> because we had her. just come to the conclusion that he wasn't that much of an actor though, because uh, <laughs> the pussin because of the puss in boots thing that. It's the same thing as Zorro, and you know, wasn't really much of a stretch. Come on, when's the last time? When, when's the last time Eddie Murphy tried in a movie? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> now we're, going now we're gonna get down to now. the point where uh, who's gonna admit <laughs> they've actually seen Shrek? Cause I, I have. I, I do. I do. Of course, I have a daughter that that age range. I've, I've seen all the movies. <laughs> I've seen it and I don't have a child yet, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it becomes you, you, you will you will discover adult. Nate that there are so many cartoons and movies you never knew existed. Once oh, your kid I know. gets about me, I know. two or three years old and they want to start watching stuff and you just go, "What is this nonsense? I don't know what these things are. I can't understand what they're saying." But the kid likes it, so we leave it on. Well, if it keeps the kid quiet, right? Isn't that the old thing? 
in, in, that's the truth. Because there are days, or there was days, mine are all gone, so I don't have to deal with that anymore, thank God. Well, anyway, let's look at some football here instead of talking about children. Uh, (laughs) We got the game on right now, and that's, uh, you know, the Steelers and the Ravens. That's a big rivalry game, and uh, if you're following the game right now, uh, it is 14-3 in the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh with the big win last week to beat Tampa Bay. But uh, they did get the win. Uh, sorry, I choked on those words. Actually, you know, I don't hate Pittsburgh. It almost seems like everyone either loves or they hate Pittsburgh around here. Maybe it's everywhere. Is that everywhere or is that just here? No, that's everywhere. <laughs> okay, I thought oh, it was. I, didn't wanna, I didn't want to assume Everywhere like, being uh, the continental United States. They're like Raider fans with like three more rings or something. That's oh, about God. it. Oh, let's not get started on Raider fans. Oh, wow. push. You know, who's who's worse, Raider fans or Eagles fans? Oh. Yeah. Eagle fans. Oh, no. Let's oh. be honest here. Tom Robinson is a very bizarre Eagles fan. He does not. When they're when they're garbage, he's quite willing to admit they're garbage. He isn't the rule. Right. I'm saying the stereotypical Eagles fan is about as bad as it gets, and the Raiders fans are, I would say, they're a very very close second, if not tied for sheer dumbness. Because and I don't want to offend anybody who cheers for the Raiders. Is less optimistic than a Raiders fan. A Raiders fan has nothing, but they believe their life is going to turn around. Uh, Eagle fans know their life is shit. And, and yeah, they, we're they 0 12, living. but. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, okay, so then where do Cleveland Browns fans sit on that scale? They're, of, they're the most, most loyal fan most base ever. Bastards I've, I've remember my life. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, because after 0 16, in, I don't know. In, in, in that city, you're not jumping bad wangers. You live and die with, for, for whatever happens in. Well, all you have is Ohio State, and that's like what, like three hours away. Yeah, it's a it's a good trip down down Turnpike there. I mean, and I guess you got. I mean, the Indians have never been all that great in baseball. Uh, Cavaliers, okay. I mean, they've won a tiny bit. They had a good little run in the late nineties. But but not known as a as a powerhouse is what I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, the Cavs the Cavs did get that title a couple years ago, and they went to a bunch of finals. So uh, LeBron made Cleveland a team like they're not cursed anymore. The whole city's not no, cursed now. Like, no, no, city's not entirely cursed. It's not. Uh, uh, I don't know who's the big. I don't even know who the big curse is in football besides Cleveland. I don't know. I don't know. Cleveland is the curse. There's got to be a few teams that have never won the Super Bowl. Jacksonville never has. The Chargers, but come on, man. Who who, who the hell is actually a, a, a real Chargers fan? Let's, let's be honest. Well, Mel Kuyper picked him to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, okay, well, he's an idiot. That's not the first thing, the first stupid thing Mel Kuyper said. Very true. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah. I think that the time that um, – Jimmy Clawson got drafted. He says, I'll see you in Canton, or I'll see you at the Hall of Fame. Oh, the, Le- the LeBron James of football, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, actually, I went to go watch him play in high school. He he was like 
probably like a few years after me. I, I remember that that whole hoopla. He he kind of messed up by going to Notre Dame, but what can yeah. I say? You mean you... Well, there are 13 franchises that have never won a Super Bowl. Now, there have been teams that have won uh, championships, but this was before the Super Bowl was established. Okay, well, that, don't, uh, that don't count. Let's, let's go okay. modern era. All right, oh, come on, 13. man. So, 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 so say, say I'm a Detroit Lions fan, and all I have is the past. You just killed it. I have nothing. Then I guess you have to look forward to the fact that you're probably pretty old and you won't have to put up with it for too much longer. And there are four. There are four teams that have never been to a Super Bowl at all. Yeah. Lions. All right. Here we go. These are teams that have never won the Super Bowl: the Bengals, the Bills, the Browns, the Cardinals. The Chargers, the e- well, no, the Eagles are no longer on this list. They won last no. year. The Falcons, so there's 12. The Falcons, the Jaguars, the Lions, the Panthers, the Texans, the Titans, and the Vikings. And of All right, now teams, how many of those teams have been to the Super Bowl but didn't win? Uh, you can take Atlanta. And uh, the Bills, I don't know how the Bills didn't manage to win one in there well, four there trips in a been, row with nothing. There's twelve teams. There's twelve teams that never won the Super Bowl, and there's only one four that has hasn't reached been the been Super Bowl. For so about eight. Years in, in Houston, and Pittsburgh. I uh, know um, Carolina and Jacksonville. What they started in 1990 something. Yeah, the Panthers yeah, have the been expansion teams. You can't. You can't give them too much guff yet, but like Cincinnati well, should have been here's in Here's the, the four teams. The There's Super only Bowl been four now. teams that's never made it. There's been of those thir- of those twelve, eight have made it. Uh, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Texans have never made the Super Bowl. And the Texans <laughs> are still here. All, right. All right, so that means the Browns and the Lions fans are the ones who who have got the grief then. Yes. Target fans have something over somebody. Man, Jesus. When did the did the Chargers make the Super Bowl once? When back in the days, nineteen ninety five. Dan Fouts are in between there. They had Junior no, Seau when they played they the Forty Nine ers championship game with Dan Fouts. They got smoked by my Forty Nine ers in like ninety five. Yeah, they got destroyed in the Super Bowl. Good that game was Lord. over by halftime. Actually, yeah, that game was over by the first quarter. It was one of the worst Super Bowls you'll ever see. A lot of them were back when the 49ers used to get to the Super Bowl. There was there was a lot of beatdowns. Well, we, we beat Cincinnati twice. Tough games. It's not our fault. <laughs> don't you, don't you try to justify 49ers Super Bowls to me because you beat Cincinnati. <laughs> That's okay. The Cowboys beat the Bills, so we, we, we take them where we can get them, sir. Who the hell hasn't beat the Bills <laughs> in the in Super Bowl? Bowl? Probably no one, except for those four teams that haven't been there yet. <laughs> Jesus, they made Mark Rippon look like one of the best quarterbacks of all time during that. Season. Oh, oh, I don't know. Them. Like that, that, that franchise has got to be cursed as far as the Super Bowl is concerned. How do you that, not Jay? win in four consecutive trips? How can you not win at least once? Wide right, wide right. Because the kicker sucks. You mean? Okay, but that was one. That was one Super Bowl. What about the others? What's the excuse for the other three? They didn't show up to the three. I mean, they Played had a team. good. I mean, Jim Kelly was a pretty good quarterback. I mean, they didn't have a bad team or anything. 
wasn't like they didn't deserve to be there. They and played the a team that scored more points, garbage. and that's my just that the the NFC was just that much better. I guess who who they beat so, the the Houston Oilers. Who else did they beat? Yeah, well, the, well, the greatest one of the greatest comebacks in in NFL history, and the oh my god, and they were down by I don't know some ridiculous that was, amount. And, that was awful. <laughs> and uh, it was that wasn't even Jim Kelly. That was Frank Reich, I believe, at quarterback. Yeah, that's God, what a name! Frank Reich. Do you think Frank Reich ever Maryland. was? Do you think anybody ever did, called did him Frank Third Reich? Oh, get out, Tim! <laughs> I'm still deadly serious. <laughs> Back in the day, I wonder if anybody ever called him Frank Third Reich. I don't know if he wants to ever change his name. Because it, mm, I mean, it would bring up con- nowadays, it would bring up connotations of that. I hate to say that, but it's probably true. Somebody bitch about it. In our PC world, yeah, Canada. Well, Come on, you guys. Yeah, Canada. Canada, where nobody cares about that kind of stuff. It's just you Americans, and we, we want free health care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always my go-to. Yeah, well, say what you want about Canada, but how about that free health care, boys. Yeah. That's that's why everything in Canada, everything in Canada comes with a side of gravy. Everything. Is that right, eh? Good day, eh? Good day, Armando, eh? How's your toque? Good day. Who's who's your favorite football team, Tim? Oh, Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, but, there, but there's a reason for that. Let, let me let me tell you why. Not that it matters anymore. You guys squeaked anymore. by fucking um, D- Detroit by three points. Yeah, was, uh, the, the Cowboys this year are, are hot. Yeah, the Cowboys this year are hot. They're a hot mess this year. They don't. They're not very good. Um, the reason I watch the Cowboys is because back when I was a young lad, uh, that was the games they showed on Canada in Canada back when it was all that nonsense with the uh, America's team and the cheerleaders and all that, that would be the games we got. So it was really the only team I ever saw with any regularity. And so you know about Leon Lett and, and all those uh, Oh, no, I'm, I'm go back further than that. I'm talking like Roger Staubach and uh, uh, Randy White and guys like that. I mean, way back, back in the, in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, yeah, I remember Leon Lett in the 90s. But, yeah, I'm an old man. Like, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, so I, oh, I remember so, them when so, they were... So you don't like Jerry Jones then? I remember <laughs> when Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys and everybody thought he was crazy for hire, uh, for firing um, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, Landry. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Tom for Landry. firing Tom Landry and everybody was, uh, the city of Dallas was ready to hang Jerry Jones from a short rope. Well, he fired Mr. Cowboy. Yeah, well, it needed doing though. Tom Landry with the game had passed him by. Sad but that true. That was the best movie ever made. But, but then like he, John Gruden. He followed it up. He followed it up by doing the stupidest movie ever made, by 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 getting rid of Jimmy. Yeah, and about the only other thing he had any control of that he could take any credit for at all was trading Herschel Walker. That was a great fucking robbery. Because that was a fucking move and a half. Because that turned Man. the Cowboys into the franchise they became in the in the, in the nineties. That's like without Mike that, they could type type stupid, right? 
you got to wonder because I mean Herschel Walker was uh, was a pretty good player when he played before the Cowboys and at the Cowboys, but after he left, I think he had one half decent year and he was garbage after that and gone. So that that that's got to be one of the more lopsided trades in NFL history, I would think. It made one dynasty and didn't help another. That's dynasty. for sure. Well, who yeah, 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 that's that? pretty, Smith, that's happened before. Nate Bush Rod Woodson, and like well, I'm here. That's, that's two Hall of Famers. No, I just said it happened before you were probably before you were born, Nate. What year did it happen? I'm not sure, but you wouldn't have been very old, I don't think. Uh, I think that would have been 1990. I'll tell you what. I've yeah, got it would have been like early you. 90s. Okay. I'll t- I'll I got something pulled up was, for you here. Yeah, because it was a trade. It wouldn't no. have today, I don't think. So here's uh, when um, when Jim Brown got beat up on ESPN by Chris Everett, right? Well, here here's a, here's the. I was just going to tell you here are ten of the most yeah, lopsided trades in NFL history. If you guys want to hear a couple of these, I got ten of them here. Yeah, come on. The, the L.A. Rams trade Eric Dickerson. Over the hill to the Indianapolis Colts. Because the Rams ended up with a few quality players from the Flurry. says, all told, the deal which drew the Buffalo Bills and the third partner involved four players and six draft picks. Uh, the Colts ended up the winner in this one, as a fact that became clear when Dickerson ran for 1,000 yards in nine games during the remainder of the 87 strike-shortened season. So, yeah, your winner yeah. on that one. <laughs> Your winner on that one was definitely the Colts. No wonder why I'm how can, a how can you how can you make a trade? And, and I grew up in Southern like, California during that time. And have six yeah. draft picks, and nobody manages to make even one pick somebody worth talking about. Fuck the Rams were awful. You got to bring back bad memories. That was back when they when they ran them off to Anaheim. Jesus. <laughs> Okay, here, if you care about the Rams at all, I'm pretty sure he played for the Rams. Vince Ferragano. I, I, I know the 49ers are on that list for trading for a washed-up O.J. Simpson. Well, here's this. The Colts returned the favor with a trade of Marshall Falk. So the Colts yeah, repaid the Rams generously a little more than a decade later when they traded Hall of Famer <laughs> Marshall Falk to St. Louis. Um, the Colts used it says here rather than Falk's fickleness to disrupt the team's growth and chemistry the Colts GM shipped him to the Rams in exchange for two picks a third and a fifth rounder in the upcoming draft the Colts drafted linebacker Mike Peterson and defensive end Brad uh, Scaloli both whom had decent NFL careers but neither of whose accomplishments came anywhere close to Falk's damn that was yeah that's pretty ugly that was yeah, that was when they first got Peyton Manning and they ran out Marshall. Yeah. Imagine if I you had Peyton that. Manning and Marshall Falk on the same team. Good God. Yeah. Well, here's a, here's you another one. Adrian James was good, though. He, he wasn't Adrian bad. James was a good player. He was. They had some good running backs in Indy there for a while. Adrian James was good. Um, they had uh, they Corey. Did Adrian they have Corey Dillon for a minute? No, that was um, New England. Oh, yeah. New, well, the Cincinnati had him before that. That's right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Edron James was pretty good. And then I can't remember the back they had after Edron James. Uh, it's slipping my mind. Jay Adai. 
No, it wasn't a J. I'm thinking of. I don't remember. Anyway. Don't know. No, no, you're uh, right. Here's One another. Second. Mike Ditka breaks the bank to bring Ricky Williams to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, this is a boner play. Iron what did Mike, you say for that? He, he, here we go. I'll, I'll get with you. He liked Williams so much, he felt compelled to move up from 12th overall to 5th by giving away all six of New Orleans draft picks in 1999. Damn, along, along with two picks in the 2000 draft to the Washington Redskins. Whew. Yeah, but what... What did Washington do? Yeah, what did what did those picks turn out to be? Because Washington never really. Says <laughs> here, and what was the bounty of the draft picks from that trade? Well, only two choices: Desmond Clark and Lavar Arrington amounted to anything worth nothing in the so NFL. Nothing really. So really, that was eight draft was, picks for nothing. It's supposed to be real good. Yeah. Hmm. That was a shock. Ricky Williams was all. Ricky Williams was a whole lot about nothing. What it turned out? Let's let Ricky well, here's win. A, His career would have changed. Yeah. Well, I remember when the Jets passed on him. Do you remember that? They took Chad Pennington out when of Marshall. They go to college at Texas. Yeah, he won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, Rick, Ricky Williams. Yeah, from and he was a pretty hot. Okay. Well, you can't. I suppose you really can't blame a guy for. I mean, maybe he gave up a little too much on paper for a Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, if New Orleans didn't have a, they didn't have any running backs, which I don't know who they had there at the time that they made that trade, or I don't know. I, sure I would find it hard to give up. Like he traded his entire draft for Ricky Williams. Think about that. Like, yeah, that, maybe you're yeah, not going to get. about that is you. Yeah, you better be damn sure that Ricky Williams is a hit. I mean, he had a thousand yards rushing his first year there, but it's just he never amounted to much after that. He was just kind of didn't eh. he have a didn't he have a pot problem? Yeah, at some point in his career, smoked too much weed. He gets suspended for a little while or something. I seem to recall. Yeah, he he ended up going up. Yeah, because didn't he come up here and play in Canada for a while? He did. He sure did. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, good lord, that's that's, a, that's before he no came offense, back to uh, Miami. No offense to my uh, my country and its football league, but if you're getting sent here, your career is over. For oh, poor part. Johnny Football then, right? Yeah, oh. Johnny, Johnny Football played two games and got a concussion and is watching from the sidelines. Oh, he, he said they came back from that? Uh, I don't know because, to be honest, I don't follow CFL football enough to know because it's boring as hell. Well, here's thank, another thank God, trade. Thank God you, you said it, my friend. <laughs> here's another trade for you to sink your teeth into. The Atlanta Falcons the Atlanta. trade an unknown quarterback named Brett Favre to the Green Bay Packers. Okay, but the, but the key there is is that Brett Favre was not hot shit coming out of college. No, nah, he wasn't. He was garbage. <laughs> no, he was, he was good. He, he he wasn't was garbage, but he wasn't hot. He wasn't hot shit either. He wasn't very good at Atlanta. Oh, he had a rocket of an arm, but that was about. He, he wasn't really known for much else. This but, here, the uh, little-known well, player turned out to be Brett Favre, whom the Falcons had taken in the second round of the 1991 draft, but whom Coach Jerry Glanville had no intentions of playing. Interestingly yeah, enough, the, like Fox, 
The Favre trade, in which the Packers gave up their first-round pick in the 1992 draft, almost never happened. During the physical for the trade, Favre was diagnosed with avasecular necrosis of the hip, a condition that ended Bo Jackson's career, and it led doctors to recommend the Packers' GM that the trade be nullified. Wolf actually was a supporter and admirer of Favre and overruled the doctor's recommendations and took a risky move that paid off handsomely for Green Bay. Now, you want to talk about football players. Bo Jackson. (laughs) In case you were wondering, the Falcons used the pick to acquire Tony Smith, a teammate of Favre's at Southern Miss, who lasted two seasons in the NFL. Actually, I was wondering. Fuck, Tony Smith didn't do shit. There you go. Tony Smith. I say again, Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson was pretty half man, half knows sports. I remember watching him. uh, Jerry Glenville got rid of Deion Sanders, too, no? Yeah, but I remember Bo playing baseball, and they were kind of, was he going to be any good at baseball? And he got in there, and fucking, he was the only guy I ever really saw who could hit a home run, and it was solid arms. Nothing else. The rest of his body never even moved. <laughs> even the guys on the TV are just like, holy crap. That guy is a beast. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he, he was all arms. Not very, I mean, you've seen a few guys like Mark McGuire and Canseco could kind of do that, but it turns out those guys were on the... I don't know that Bo Jackson was on the juice. I think he was just a beast. No, Bo Jackson was just a freak of nature. He he's a go out with a crossbow. Yeah, he was just one of those guys who had everything in the right spot and... Because he was on the football field, he was almost unstoppable. Yeah. Dude was ridiculous. Probably the best Probably the best athlete of all time. Just pure athlete. Yeah, that could be definitely said. He's up there. Well, Deion Sanders is I'm gonna, up there. I'm going to go back a, a ways and, and probably throw maybe Jim Brown at you. Jim Brown. Brown. And uh, and another guy who could do just about anything but never really got a chance because it was too far back in the day would be Mr. Jesse Owens, who was an athlete yeah. of all athletes, who got no help because he was a black guy and got shit on for the most part and still won damn near everything he ever did. So that's up to Jesse line. Owens. You got to say Jim Thorpe. Oh, Jim Thorpe's another one, yep. Yeah, Thorpe yep. was another good one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Jesse Owens, uh, they were actually going to open up in West Virginia a museum dedicated to him. Well, some oh, year, I don't know the whole story, but when they when he went to the Olympics and rubbed the Nazis' nose in his blackness and defeated everybody they could throw at him in yeah. every track event that he could go in, um, he came back to the States. I, I believe he died, like, penniless if I'm not mistaken, that he, for some reason, he ended up on the shit list somehow. I can't remember the whole story. Somebody would have to look that up. But but he, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you want to talk about a guy. But talking, you know, back in the day, too, there was a lot of guys, a lot of two-way players. Uh, we Somebody mentioned George Blanda earlier. There was another guy who was a quarterback and a kicker. Come on, man. That's not really a two-way fucking player. <laughs> uh, but still, to be, to be good at both of them, though, I mean, he at yeah, one time I mean, held just about every scoring I'm, I'm, record there was. I'm because not disrespecting he, the what it takes to be a kicker, but come on, then these other people played offensive defense. Like really, you talking about? Well, okay, not everybody can be the powerhouses that the Gramatica brothers are. 
or were. <laughs> they're one of those dudes. They, they could kick, though. Jumping. Say what you want about them, but they could kick. Little guys, yeah. they'd go out there, and they looked just so funny because they were like half the size of just about everybody else on the field. Ooh, that was a nice catch by Antonio Brown for a touchdown. Yes, that was. That was. And that's why Antonio Brown gets the big bucks right there. According to this, I can't. He can't throw himself the football. According to him, Jesus, well, come on, man, that's that's a little bit too much. But according to what I'm reading here, Jesse Owens came back from Germany for gold medals and could not find a job. Oh my gosh. He well, had that four goals. He won four. This was in 36. 37. 36, 37. We're in 36. Well, yeah, 36, let's be, 37. Let's be honest now. This is not exactly a proud time in American history as far as. No, uh, not at all. Any kind of, as any kind of race relations are. I mean, let's be honest. They're, they're not really good now. So I can't even imagine what they'd been like back in the 30s. Well, here he was offered to go with the rest of the Olympic team and compete in Sweden, but he decided to come home to the United States and capitalize on on his success and take up some offers from lucrative endorsement deals. And the United States athletic officials were furious and withdrew his amateur status, which immediately ended his career. There you go. So there you go. I knew it was something dark and dirty and nasty, and that's, that's just so typical. But time. he returned home uh, from the Olympics, four gold medals and international fame, but no guarantees for future prosperity. He took on menial jobs as a gas station attendant, playground janitor, and manager of a dry cleaning firm. And he raced you know against horses and, and amateurs for cash. Now that I think yeah. about it, even, even, if he, yeah, even if he wouldn't have kept his amateur status, he never would have gotten into another Olympic Games probably. Because the war would have killed the, and there was no Olympics in 40 or 44. So by the time 48 rolled around, he probably would have been too old. I don't even know if there was an Olympics in, yeah, there was one in 48. He'd have missed the next be, two anyway. And because he did that, he was prohibited from making appearances at amateur sporting events to bolster his profile, and he found out commercial offers disappeared. <laughs> kind of sad because. Anybody it is. But he eventually, gold medals nowadays would be a hero. Well, he, he turned it around. Uh, he actually ran a dry cleaning business, and he was involved in the Negro Baseball League, and he ended up being like a, a special guest uh, brought over because they eventually – but apparently he was a pack-a-day smoker, and that's what got him, lung cancer. He was 66 you know, when he died. before they – they didn't really know about that stuff, or, well, a few people knew about it, but the general populace didn't really know about it. Yeah. That smoking was bad. But anyway, let's get back to these trades. So history hour about. on the white men can't his, Well, can't there's nothing history. wrong with it. It's, it's Sunday night. No, we talk football. We talk a lot of stuff. But uh, here's you another, here's you another trade. Here's another trade. I didn't know that, so I'm glad I learned something. Um, Randy Moss. Traded, uh, he was 2007. Randy Moss was a premier receiver, and he fallen from grace, trapped in Oakland. Uh, the New England Patriots came calling. Moss uh, was able. He was traded to the Patriots. Uh, he went from 
for hair gel for Al Davis. What was it like yeah, a third round pick or something? Fourth round pick. Fourth round pick they traded Moss well, for. And, and and I'm sure some kind of hair product for Al Davis. Got to be. Got to be. All they did was catch like 20 touchdowns the next game in New England. Well, when he was in New England, uh, he went to account for 1,493 yards and an NFL ranking 23 touchdowns. I shorted him through. I apologize, Mr. Yeah. And then, but then didn't he just didn't he almost as quickly get bad there too? Yeah, it says things began to sour, uh, and the, after two more thousand yards, ten touchdown seasons, they they traded him to Minnesota for a seventh round pick. Or they traded him and a seventh round pick to Minnesota for a third round pick. So there you go. He fell off the Brady Belichick wagon, I guess. Apparently. Well, here's another Run one. Like I like this one. Um, there, a wide receiver. You'll like this. You'll like this, Armandos. In retrospect, most teams were wary of selecting this running back or this quarter wide receiver because of his poor 40-yard dash time. And the 49ers took a chance on a guy named Jerry Rice. Um, 1986 or 87? Let's see. The, what was the man's name? Walsh. Bill Walsh became a big fan Bill of Rice Walsh, after yeah. watching his highlights on television. And he traded the 49ers' first two picks in that year's draft in New England in order to move from 28 to 16. And the Niners ended up getting Jerry Rice out of it. Uh, the Pats, on the other hand, turned those two picks into Trevor Matchett and Ben Thomas. <laughs> Wonder who got the better oh, end both. on that one. Both, both, uh, both uh, pro bowlers easily. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, Jerry Rice. Uh, admittedly, though, Jerry Rice is not a flashy receiver. He just runs the best no. routes in the history of football, that's all. Well, and he's got sure hands, good footwork. He he wasn't the fastest guy, and speed's not everything. If that were the case, then um, half these guys I would wonder, be the hell. Let's, let's put this to you. Let's let's see what you think. I mean, and Armando being a 49ers man may have even more to say about this. I'm sure Jerry Rice does well wherever he ends up, but does he and do as well if he doesn't have Montana and Young for the quarterbacks? I think I think he would have been like very good still. Great. Maybe not so good. It, it can't hurt having Montana and Young throwing you the ball. He probably yeah. he probably wouldn't be considered the greatest of all time if it wasn't for having those quarterbacks. But you can also make the argument would Montana and Young have been as good as they were oh, without yes. Jerry Rice? Very very much key. so. Yeah. I'm sure he caught I'm sure he caught more than a few that weren't quite in the numbers. Oh yeah, but speaking of the 49ers, Armando, I got a uh, <laughs> you'll like this. The next the next lopsided trade. Ugh. This one makes me sick. All right, <laughs> Steve Young was in Tampa Bay where he struggled to a three and sixteen record as a starter with eleven touchdowns and twenty one interceptions over two seasons. But Bill Walsh. As with Rice's 40-yard dash, was not deterred by Young's underwhelming numbers, and they made on the Walsh traded for Young on the day of the 1987 draft, surrendering a second and fourth round pick while Young, the Bucks drafted Miami quarterback 
Vinny Testaverde with the first overall pick. <sighs> yeah, but see, but you got to be honest about that. I mean, Vinny Testaverde didn't really have that bad a career. No, yeah, it wasn't that bad. But then they got uh, the other two picks. That they got time. the other two picks and they got was Winston Moss and Bruce Hill. Okay, but let's not forget too that Steve hmm. Young got to go and sit on the bench for a year or two and watch one of the one of the well, maybe not one of the greatest quarterbacks in the world, but a damn good one in Joe Montana. He had time to what learn what? football. Who's who's better? Uh, well, in my book, I'll take Montana over Young, but nah. Hmm. Well, you can you can you can disagree if you like. That's okay. Steve Young's a damn good quarterback. But all I'm saying is he got to he got to watch. He got to learn his position, which he wasn't going to get to learn where he was. Yeah, uh, 49ers were a lot much, more big game than he won. 49ers were a, were a hell of a lot better nice. team than the Tampa Bay ever dreamed of being. So, I mean, well, it, wasn't all, don't, don't. it wasn't all Steve Young's fault. The 49ers fucked up by trading um, Charles Haley to the goddamn Cowboys. <laughs> and we thank you. That's, we thank you, Ben. We thank you, and would you like to look at our Super Bowl? That bullshit. <laughs> that, that bullshit, Terry, better be on that fucking list. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Hold on, we're almost there. Well, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Definitely, I'm not looking ahead. That is one of the few that I can actually say resulted in a Super Bowl. Three, but because it did, no two ways yeah. around it. It, it. it did. Well, here's one. Here's one that wasn't exactly a trade. Uh, this might have been your backdoor run. Bill Belichick was supposed to be the man to take over the job as the New York Jets head coach. He became the uh, he was one day in the top spot in the Jets locker room and then in a bizarre course oh, of events. I he, thought it was two uh, according to this one I day. That. I remember that. He resigned before <laughs> taking the podium to address the media about the hiring and then Belichick was introduced as the head coach of the Patriots. Um once Commissioner Paul Tagliabue got involved, the Pats agreed to send their first round pick to New York in exchange for Belichick's services. So technically it was a trade. And that pick turned out to be defensive end Sean Ellis, a pro bowler and a fine player. But uh, not exactly. Damn. Not exactly Belichick. Nah. <laughs> That's wild. I wonder what happened. Because it doesn't really say. It had something to do with Bill Parcells. I think Bill Parcells was still running the Jets. And um, Belichick took the better deal with Kraft. Because um, he, he, he got his deal that. Um, yeah, Bill Parcells never got from um, Bill Kraft. Total control, all that. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. everything he has now. Well, here's uh, another one for you. The the Colts, um, they tra- they had the top pick in the NFL draft in 1983, and they took John Elway, yeah. and. The Colts didn't have much going for them back then, and they had the top pick in the draft, but John Elway threatened owner Robert Irsay that he would play baseball for the Yankees if he didn't have his way, and he had no desire to play for their coach, Frank Cush. And after some hemming and hauling, Irsay gave in, sending Elway to the Broncos in exchange for Mark Hearman, an offensive lineman, Chris Hinton, and Denver's first-round pick in 84, which turned into guard Ron Salt. Elway spent his entire career in Denver, winning an 87 MVP and two Super Bowls. So there you go. There's another one. 
Yeah. yeah. Never liked him. Well, this, this is the last one here. This is my last uh, on this list. It's called The Great Train Robbery. If anybody knows what I'm talking about here. The Dallas Cowboys sent Herschel Walker and four draft picks to the Vikings in exchange for five players and eight draft picks. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious. The Cowboys ended up with the foundation of the 1990s dynasty, including Emmett Smith, defensive back Darren Woodson, tackle Russell Maryland, and they brought home the trophy in 92, 93, and 95. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Walker, on the other hand, played two and a half seasons in Minnesota, never got 1,000 yards in the season, and ended up back in Dallas after a series of other transactions. <laughs> Good Lord. There you Didn't go. Didn't they give that motherfucker like a Ferrari, too, to, like, make him go to Minnesota? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what it took. Looks like a few few bucks under the table and a, maybe a nice house on the beach or something. Well, there's no beach in Minnesota, but a house on a lake in Minnesota. <laughs> Nobody wants Didn't to go to Minnesota. I can't figure it out. Okay, I got two. I've come up with the two reasons why Bill Belichick would not coach the 1999 New York Jets. Okay. Yeah, why, why is that? Uh, because at quarterback they had Ray Lucas and Rick Meyer. That's why. Ooh. What do you mean? Yeah, two fuck. most underrated talents in history. <laughs> Who just with a shot would have made it. <laughs> Good Lord. Rick Meyer yeah, was that, drafted right after um, Drew Bledsoe, I believe. I don't know yeah, if he was. Uh, he was a, he was a, was a big guy at uh, Notre Dame, right? Yeah, they said he was the next Steve Young or some shit. Yeah, yeah well, he was the next something. Cause, he, was, he was the next somebody. Yeah, because he certainly never, he never played much in the NFL, I don't think. He jumped around to a lot of backup duty, but... I don't really think he ever. I don't imagine he started very many games. You're, you're Canadian. You, you would know if he ended up up there. Uh, not that I know of. No, Let's I didn't too many. I just remember uh, Rick Meyer being sorry in Seattle, or, or average at best. Yeah, yeah, he did play in Seattle. That's who drafted him, though. But then he was in the. He was at Chicago. Green Bay, New York Jets, 49ers, Raiders, and the Lions. But nowhere, everywhere a year. So he'd pick up at another team and then be gone. And well, He probably made a few bucks. And When you're the number two pick in the draft, you you get a lot of chances. That's true because nobody wants that. They throw that big money at you. They, they want to try to get some of it back. Rick Meyer. Right, that's right up there with Ryan Leaf. Hey, the Leaf. Hide your oxycontin from that guy. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have much luck, did he? Although a guy's got to wonder. It turns out most of it looked like it was self-inflicted. Well, it, 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 it sounded like he had a hell of a time, though. Well, you know, uh, to the end, I guess it's, uh, it's a matter of priorities, I suppose, <laughs> to some degree. Right. Party um, has to stop sooner or later. You mean everybody has a rock bottom? What's yours? <laughs> I hope to never find it, sir. Shit. Oh, well, I actually, I actually did. I do a podcast with Tom Robinson and Nate Bush. <laughs> Good old TR Shock, huh? 
probably still crying because because those Eagles lost to who, who was it? Tennessee. Well, well, I was, I was in, about to say full, for some reason. In full disclosure, Tom Robinson is so busy these days. We're like we're lucky that he even lets us put his name on the podcast anymore. As he continues to move up in the world, in the real world. I don't know what happened to Nate Bush. He got quiet all of a sudden. I'm here. I'm not going. I'm letting you guys go, man. You guys are talking. I don't well, want to. Well, you might have some comment about the TR Shock remark. Uh, no, TR Shock. He's a great man. Oh, I agree. Philadelphia. Just in case he's listening. Oh, he he definitely he definitely picked Philadelphia to win today, and and no and worse, he took them for five units and ate all five of them. Oh man, I just finally saw that. <laughs> what happened to Cleveland Browns? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it was definitely the uh, kind of like a Montreal screw job today. Well, I I looked back at the after making the picks. I looked back and like if you if you'd have followed the Vegas line, mm-hmm. you would have been busted today. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. went pure. Yeah, if you would have went purely on their advice and picked their who they had picked, you'd have lost money today big time, because there was all kinds of bizarre games and nobody covered and overtimes and all the rest. But it was fun to watch, I will admit. Good old, good old Atlanta, huh? They they beat New Orleans, then they lose to Cincinnati. I'm not sure what's going on in Atlanta. They just can't seem to. It's almost like they they got a taste of winning there the last year or two, and they decided they didn't like it. They want to go back. Did, um, <laughs> did Did you guys see Earl Thomas from Seattle flip off his own bench when he was giving when he was carted off? Say what now? He, this guy, he he has his knee wrapped up. <laughs> he, oh, um, I just saw, he, I just saw it he now. He flipped off his own his own sideline. I've, I've I've never seen that shit before. Normally, you flip off the other team. You don't flip off your your own sideline. Well, we've we've had what earlier this year we had somebody quit. No, that guy from Buffalo quit in the middle of a game. Oh, he he just didn't have it. You know I mean good for him to recognize it. Sucks it was half time during the game, but much respect for him to figure it out. Hey, I got to go. I, I got to <laughs> well, stand it was for pre- myself. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can somewhat understand why he <laughs> why he wanted no part of it, but but still, man, take the take the paycheck if nothing else. Yeah. You know, like I remember talking. Like when they were talking about um, what's his name from Pittsburgh, there Bell, and uh, you know he's given up uh, what was it, eight hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars a game. He's not getting paid for not reporting. And oh well, you know he's he's thinking about his future, and I'm going, you know, nine hundred thousand dollars. That's like twenty years of work for most of us. Must be nice to be him. But, hey. Oh no, true enough. But but I I have a, I find it hard to sympathize with a guy who I don't want to make 120 million because I'd rather make 140. I mean I get it, but I don't get it at the same time because I just take my I take my money and sign a new contract next year and not worry about it. 
Well, I'm I'm never going to sympathize with with these owners, Damon. I'm all for every player getting every dollar that they think they deserve. Le'Veon Bell sh- should be paid. Um, yeah, but he didn't get. I mean, they're not fucking him. I mean, they, I guess they're fucking him over, but it's within the rules what they're doing to him. I mean, well, whether you want to argue that the fran- the franchise tag is stupid, I think we'll all agree with that. But it is yeah, what you can do. So yeah, but, but it's also within the rules for him to sit out till week ten. See, I think instead of I think if you sit out, I'm kind of, I'm kind of more of an owner's guy, I guess, because I'm a little older. I figure if I'm you don't play, I'm not a Pittsburgh fan for me. So, so, uh, so honestly, I can say maybe on hold out, are you kidding me? Yeah, see, I figure though, if, you, if you if you won't play and you're not hurt, those games shouldn't count into your contract. If you're just going to sit there and do nothing, I'm not going to pay you, and you still owe me a year of football. Oh, I, I just don't like giving. I don't like giving the teams and the owners too much power. But then again, I don't like when players bitch and moan and try to stack teams Look, either. So it, you got to find mean, that balance. Yeah, you signed the contract, and you knew it could happen to you. Now, whether it's fair or not, we can debate that all day long. But it is the rule. Actually, um, no, he hasn't. He, he hasn't signed his contract yet. Well, he must be under contract, or they wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't have to pay him. They, it's they an extension. Yeah, they, this is the last option. Oh no, if technically not the last option, here, but it's the last realistic year that they could franchise him. Yeah, I'm yeah, not they, sure because I think they've done it. They've guy, done it twice already, haven't they? Yeah, uh, this is the second time. You can only franchise somebody for two years. That's the rule. After well, that, yeah. So they, so they can't do it to him again. So if he plays out this year and he's pissed off at them, he can go sign wherever the hell he wants for whatever money anybody's going to throw at him, which will be a shit pile. Oh, somebody's going to throw a lot of money at this guy. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, we, we trade you know, honestly, everybody honestly, we have to the... I, Tampa Tampa's I'll, I'll an back, enigma to me. <laughs> I'll get back to you. What the fuck is going on with Ronald Jones? They're not even playing his ass. It's pissing me off. <laughs> How the fuck you pick somebody in the second round and don't play him? That Peyton Barber's fucking garbage. And we and here here's the main issue in Tampa. Uh, they have great pass blocking offensive line. Their their run block offensive line is just awful. Peyton Barber's not even getting like he's not even averaging like a yard per carry. It's sad to watch the dudes. He's just not getting it done, and we got Ronald Jones back there. And I'm like, use that yeah, but, man. Okay, but they're not running the ball either. Well, no, they're always trailing in every game. They're not they're even in. trying to. Uh, I mean, we know for cool. sure now. I, I think the Fitzpatrick experiment is over. You'll see yeah. Austin start next week. OJ Howard's OJ Howard's a great player. The only problem with OJ Howard is you're going to see his production drop. I'll just be honest about that. You know, his production drop, he had nothing today. What That's production? today. Nobody had anything for them today except just Sean Jackson. Jesus Christ, they got their asses handed yeah, to him. But O.J. Howard's mean, numbers yeah. the past two weeks have been pretty good. <laughs> they they have Jackson's to decide gonna be the what, only what one they... Not asking for a quarterback change tomorrow. Yeah, because uh, Fitzpatrick throws to him. Jameis doesn't. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's exactly why he'll be the only one asking for 
Fitz Magic still. OJ Howard actually got hurt. Fucking He's going to have an MRI tomorrow. Fitz fucking Magic. That's not good. But listen, like, OJ Howard against um, against Pittsburgh, six receptions, 72 yards. Uh, against Philly, three receptions, 96 yards. So, I mean, New Orleans, two receptions, 54 yards. And, you know, every reception he's getting, he's getting at least, a, you know, 20 yards here, 30 yards here. He got a 75-yard touchdown catch against Philly. He they run two tight five targets a game. Come on, you guys got to throw the ball. They have two tight ends that they love because they use Cameron Braid a lot, and Jameis loves Cameron Braid. He throws to him a yeah. lot. And I yeah, like that's Cameron Braid. White boy, he he really did to go to Princeton or Harvard. One of those schools. Uh, Bright went to Harvard. Yeah, there you go. I, I knew it was one of them. Tough kid. He's a smart, unhappy white man. You have to, to Harvard, ask when a guy's name is Cameron. You know he went to Harvard with a first name of Cameron. Come on. <laughs> what about well, that named cornerback from, from from Florida, Vernon Hargrove? How are you playing for you? Yeah. Eh, he's kind of, he's okay, not very good, not great. I was watching um, James today. The I think it was James, the guy out of uh, place for Miami. He's a uh, safety or a corner. Uh, I think he's a safety down in Miami. And Tampa passed on him and took V to VA in this draft. And they said that Miami loves this kid and he plays so good and he's earned a starting job already. And I'm like, V to VA hasn't even touched the fucking field. Yeah, damn. Yeah, our secondary is so awful, and we didn't take a we didn't take a corner or a safety until like the fourth yeah, round. This that year. being said, the, the Dolphins gave up thirty eight points to fucking Tom Grandpa Brady and the Patriots. So Derwin James is balling in, in L.A. Though, why the hell do we want to keep staying in San Diego? Probably, probably because they should go back to San Diego. They should. Yeah, at least they got that right because Derwin James is a stud. That kid was all over the field today. Actually, Vita VA and Ronald Jones both made their debut today. Too bad it wasn't worth shit, but they were both playing today. So hopefully next week we can get uh, – Vita VA had a calf injury in training camp, and Jones was one of the three second-round picks we had and uh, had a horrible preseason. And he's been a healthy scratch the first three games, but now they're putting him in, so – Hopefully we can start seeing more out of him because I really like Ronald Jones. He's one of the only USC players, sorry, Armando, that I actually like. I'm not a big <laughs> USC fan. A lot of those kids are bums in the NFL. <laughs> I remember there was a room, there was a rumor that uh, Tampa was going to draft Mark Sanchez with a really high pick, and I said, if we Please. do that, I'm finding a new fucking team. I don't even Sexy. care. Sexy Sanchez, come on. Sanchez, you know Sanchez. What's wrong with Sexy Sanchez? Great player. Sound play. Well, he he didn't get much help from his offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. Ray is another one that kind of half decent numbers. There's a lot of quarterbacks like that though. That they 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 on paper, if you don't look real hard at the numbers, the numbers kind of look sort of flashy. And then when you look a little harder, you realize, that, I mean, okay, yeah, you had 300 yards, but you didn't throw any touchdowns or you fucking 14 picks or whatever it is. There's always something that belays the, you know, the, like I find uh, Philip Rivers is like that. Big numbers, but never really any any big results, really. 
Yeah, that's very fair. And there's there's a few other ones like that. You know, they, their their numbers don't look bad, but they don't win. And really, I, I don't care if you're, you know, if you're only 15 of 28 for 150 yards, but you didn't fuck up and didn't throw the ball away, and we won the game. I can live with that. If that gets wins on the board, maybe not this exciting to watch, of course, but. Like uh, Mr. Mayfield today, who had a half decent game, but then threw like some. Four Turner was. Yeah, threw some balls and you had no business throwing. But I mean, he may learn from that too. But uh, I was sitting here with the old lady, and I said, "Now the only thing they need to do is let's not throw the fucking ball away." And sure enough, <laughs> two passes later, he goes for the bomb, and it's just like, "Okay, who's who's calling these plays?" Rookie quarterback, first start played a quarter in the game before. Who's telling him that's to throw a, the ball when that, the game is tied? Who, who, who's making that? The offensive coordinator needs a kick in the balls or, or whoever's calling the plays, head coach, whoever it is. But Because I know who's in charge, the new general manager, John Dorsey. But he didn't pick. Um, what the hell the coach of the goddamn Brown? Yeah. The, the, the guy that the guy that Nate and I always marvel at how he still has a job. He didn't pick Hugh Jackson, but he did sign um, Todd Haley to be his offensive coordinator. And if you saw Hard Knocks, you know those two guys don't like each other. Well, well nobody likes fucking Todd Haley. He's he's the only good offensive <laughs> coordinator that keeps getting fired every three years because nobody can stand his drunk ass. There's always something. Cle- Cleveland, I think they could they could use with a. Now that they, I mean, he looks, Mayfield at least looks like he has the, the possibility to have the talent to be good. Now maybe they need to clean out their coaching staff and all of that and start again with somebody and make the offense around him instead of the other way around. Because he's not really, I know in college he was a pocket passer, but he's not going to be able to be one in the NFL because he's not tall enough. He had several balls batted down today. They need to. They need to. He needs to be like a rollout kind of quarterback. If he has. They should go after Jim that. Harbaugh. <laughs> oh, you're just a name puller today, Armando. A name puller. Oh, Jim Harbaugh. Football, I could. I could pull a lot of names. Pull a lot of names on my ass. Have you? I'll just to change the subject, but still on football. Have you ever seen that documentary about the Akron football holy wars? No. It's the story of two Akron, Ohio high school teams, one of which LeBron James played for. Uh, I, know, I, know, I know football's life in Ohio, just like Texas. Um, yeah, well, apparently this, I, I had no idea. That. Apparently this is even worse. Uh, two Catholic schools, and because of the, the way they do things there, the kids get to pick where they go to school. Like it isn't like I don't know how it works in the states here. If you live in a certain part of town, you kind of got to go to the school that's in your area. You don't nope. really get much. You don't really get no, much of a choice. That's, that's how these um, Catholic and Christian schools can pull any kids they want. Yep. Well, and anyway, so the point being that these two these two schools have been playing each other since the fifties uh, or something, and it is absolute. It got to the point in the late nineties where they had to cancel the games. Because it got so fucking out of hand that they couldn't police it anymore, and then they started it back up in I think it was 2004 or something like that. They started it again, and it is just 
they they follow they they put cameras in the schools and they follow these kids for the the week of the of that of that game, and it was just insane. They followed them for a week. Seems kind of oh, weird. Somebody's getting somebody's getting some feedback from somewhere. What are they doing over there? They're bending on the game. They're what the hell's going on in that parking lot? Sounds like Miami. Like Miami youth football. I don't know. It must be it must be something going on in West Virginia. Those poor kids in Miami can't even go home if they lose the game. But the D-Boys <laughs> are going to get them. <laughs> Fucked up, man. Shit happens out here, too, in L.A. Poor fucking kids. It, it was just it was crazy to me. Like, I mean, I we have a we have a similar thing going on in hockey here where, you know, the towns hate each other and, you know, you burn down your neighbor's house if it kept his kid from playing damn near and crazy shit, but it was nowhere near the craziness of that football. God damn, burning down houses for hockey, huh? You motherfuckers take that shit seriously up there. Oh, <laughs> you, you better believe it, boy. I've that's I've like actually that's I've like actually known huh? <laughs> I've known people to pack up and move from a town to move to another town just so their kid could play hockey there. And we're not talking at like we're not talking at high school level. We're talking like at eight years old. No, so yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I've seen that. Insane. It's, it's people, people just take sport. They take sports so seriously, and that's fine. I mean, that's just well, like it's part of the culture, doesn't it, Nate? Yeah. What is it? That just sounds like AAU basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah, AAU I mean that's. Shit. Everybody, you know, any kind of AAU ball go to, or any kind of sports or go to, any, you know, uh, go to any South American or European country and start talking soccer teams. Oh you yeah, can get I mean, yourself, you can get yourself in a in a world of hurt for uh, rooting for the wrong squad in the wrong town. We used to have all kinds of uh, we used to have all kinds of problems when it came to. Um, basketball here where I live because, you know, where I live is a basketball town. I mean, we, we have football and a lot of people that... Um, no, basketball's real big in, in West Virginia, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal here, uh, especially well, the in the part of the... Jerry West from West Virginia. Yeah, the freak from Cabin Creek. That's, uh, that's his nickname, but... um. Where I live, we, we get, you know, basketball... Basketball is just a big deal around here. It's not like we we produce a lot of huge, um, you know, huge talents, but way more than we do in football. Like the school I went to was a basketball school. We had uh, we've had the guy on the program, Stevie, who went to Logan High School with me, and he was a uh, he's a pro now. He's back over in I believe playing in uh, Hungary or Turkey or uh, I'm not sure where he's playing at right now, but he's playing overseas professionally. And we got a lot of local kids that go to like you know they'll they'll try to go to West Virginia or Marshall and they get recruited and all that so it's a big deal. That's down fucking here. badass. Um, That's badass. Having a boy who fucking yeah. plays because um my my boy played in the the Mexican basketball league. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, before he met his wife. That's awesome. He played he played for the Durango Lobos. He, he, he right, was cool. a real good basketball player out of here, out of uh, Santa Clara High School. Good little oh, program. Actually, my um, wife, 
My wife's grandpa was was the head coach there for like fuck over like fifty or sixty years. Fucking dead. Wow. The man has a fucking street name after him out out here. That's pretty cool. Hey guys, we got yeah. a call. Let's see. Let's see who we got here. Yeah, kind of an open program tonight. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, Naj, what's up, man? Yeah, not much. What up? Not much at all, Yeah, we're talking a little. Uh, we, we're we, talking a little bit of everything right now. Football, basketball, whatever. You you bring the topic, we'll talk about it. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, week three, week three was real good to me. Week four was the horror. So that's kind of how it Yeah, we hear you, sir. We hear you. You uh, you uh, um, get to bet on the games, any Naj? Oh, always. Oh, always. Who, who? What were your What was your bad beats, if you don't mind me asking, this week? Uh, I guess Andrew Luck was the problem. He was a problem, and who else was the problem today? That really? Uh, San Diego, that damn Philip Rivers. <laughs> I just I just mentioned Philip Rivers and his inability to win. Yeah, you know, uh, that was the one I knew. Like, man, everybody's going to pick the Chargers to fucking cover ten. The Niners are going to cover the ten. They're going to lose somehow, and they did. Yeah, he comes out, he throws a pick six to start the game. I mean, it's Philip Rivers all day, man. So the game he's supposed <laughs> to win and get up big, he makes it a struggle San Diego game like always. So. The hell with it. But yeah, we, well, his defense—it's awful for years. They can't find a fucking kicker. It, it's, in his defense, it's, it's he didn't have—he uh, didn't have Keenan Allen today. In his defense, no, he played. He didn't do much, but he played. He oh, did he actually play? I heard he wasn't going to play. No, nah, he—he was out there. Yeah, he was late. Late start. They didn't think he was going to play, but he played. Yeah. You know who's stuff. good is, 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 is that um, Austin Eckler. That kid is good. Real matchup yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, the, the problem I've seen. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, man. You got it. I was just saying, you know, there was one thing that, that they've struggled with. It's the Chargers. It's always been trying to find that number two receiver. And they may have finally got it with Eckler. But for years, they, you know, they had, like, uh, Malcolm Floyd, and they tried Eddie Royal for a while, and they never could find that number two receiver to go with Keenan Allen. And then they would think they would get somebody, then Keenan Allen would tear his ACL and be out. He missed, like, three years straight or something like that. But they can never find a decent number two. They can get a, a hell of a running back, but they could never find a decent number two receiver. Yeah, same old charges, man. There's some, there's some ugly injuries today, too, man. I don't know if you guys saw Eifert and... Oh, the Eifert oh, injury. Uh, the oh. guy in Seattle. Me. That poor bastard. What was it, like a back? Now, now this? this. Poor dude. Yeah. yeah his ankle yeah, looked I, a long way under. It was ugly. Yeah, his ankle looked like um, looked like Gordon Hayward. Oh, it was ugly. Yep. Yep. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, and no, then, no. That's, that's a very good description of it. Now that I think of it. Yeah, if you watch the tackle, they slowed it down. They actually slowed the tackle down, and when they did, you could see where it broke. And he's just laying there pounding the, t- the turf, and I was like, what- what's wrong with him? And then I saw the ankle, and I said, oh, ugh. 
And uh, yeah. there, a lot of people are saying that's it for his career because he was one of those guys that, you know, he would play good and then get hurt, and then he would struggle and struggle. Then he'd get good again, then get hurt. So a lot of people are saying that's it for his career. That might be the last play we see out of him. Yeah, it could be, man, because, yeah, he's he with a lot. Yeah. Hopefully he saves his money and best smart moving forward because, yeah, it might be over for him. Poor dude. That's, that's the game of football, though. I mean, you can't always call your own call. The game. The game Everybody's one hit away from being done. That's just how it is. Yep. Yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm a 49er fan, so it, it, it's one cut and he could be done. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Jesus, that sucks. Jimmy G. You know, one thing well, I, I Jim- saw today though was Earl Thomas got hurt and they were carting him off the field, and he just flipped the bird right to the sidelines. I was like, Earl fucking Thomas, that yeah, asshole. Yeah, who, who was who was that at? Was that at Carroll and them, or who was that at? That's what I was wondering. No, nah, I think it was at the Cardinals. No, 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 no. It was at his own sidelines. Yeah, it was at his own sidelines. I'm pretty sure oh, it wow. was at Pete Carroll. You know what I mean because. You're not gonna do that to your teammates. You mean that they got nothing to do with him wanting his money? That was all Pete Carroll, I believe. Man, that's so, the story is Earl Thomas appeared to flip off the Seahawks after suffering a season-ending injury. Season-ending injury. Yeah, that's what I figured. He knew he knew his season was over. He he didn't get his money. They're gonna lowball him next year. He he knew it. You mean? Yeah, because he, he a, yeah he had a big uh, contract. Took it down the facts. You mean? Dallas Cowboys are gonna gonna lowball him when they sign him next year. Poor yeah, dude. Uh, he suffered a broken leg, was carted off the field, flipped off the Seahawks sideline. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year and held out of training camp to get a new contract, which the Seahawks did not oblige to give him. So he could be like not only done done, but uh, no, not even any money left on the table even. Yeah, I mean he'll, he'll go somewhere on that. At least a minimum deal, you know what I mean. But it's Earl Thomas, so it'll probably be a little more. Cause there'll be a couple suitors. Oh no, nice. San he, Francisco he's dominating this year already. Now, do we uh, can use them? You mean the NFL? Well, you think Richard Sherman? If they're hurt, high taxes uh, in California. Depends. Does he want to come? Contract. He got the the games he's already played, but it depends on what his contract says. Okay, because he, he does play. have a he does have a ten point four million dollar contract for this year. Now, whether yeah, he, how much of that is bonus? Yeah, it doesn't it already. doesn't say. Yeah. It doesn't say so. Yeah, hopefully, I know. hopefully so. for him, hopefully he's getting all of hopefully it. Hopefully he gets and, his, you know, well, hopefully he gets his money. And if he's smart, you know, he should be able to. Well, you should be able to live on ten million dollars, but. If he's used to not to having more than that, maybe not. But time nah, for the lifestyle changes. Earl Thomas was the best free safety in football the previous five six years. Oh yeah, time passing by. He's by a mile. Now this man dominant this year. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, be a problem. Go back and see what just, Earl Thomas has just, made for just, his career. Just mark it down. He's a cowboy. Nah, his arrest record rap sheet's not long enough to be a cowboy. No. I mean, that's why the Cowboys cut their uh, field goal kicker. 
Why? Because Dan Bailey was... Because he'd been in Dallas for like 10 years and hadn't even managed to get arrested yet or anything, and they had to cut him. Yeah, no DUIs, no nothing. What are you thinking, Dan Bailey? Yeah, we had to cut him. It's making the rest of the team look bad. When you take Pac-Man Jones, you know, ugh, that guy. Pac-Man, yeah. He went to West Virginia. I'm allowed to criticize him. Okay, no, they give him the opportunity. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Who, me? No, yeah, I, I, I never convicted. No, I was just saying never convicted as far as Pac-Man. Oh, no, he wasn't yeah. charged. Never convicted. That's true. No. Now, no. I will I will that's, say this about Pac-Man. True. I will say this about Pac-Man. I saw the um, the incident in the uh, the airport. Definitely not his fault. Uh, I know a lot of people were trying to blame him, and I was like, no, nah, that dude was provoked. It, that guy had every right. He should have blasted him sooner than he did, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that dude said he was going to beat up a football player. That was going to be his thing that day. Yeah, you Didn't ain't going to beat up a football playing. player. <laughs> yeah, just just to throw it out wrong, there, Earl Thomas, not counting wrong this football year. Player to try. Has made uh, forty-five million dollars in his in his career. So if he's hurting for money, he shouldn't be. Well, divide that by half, and then okay, yeah. so twenty twenty-two yeah. million. About yeah, twenty-two. Should, I can make it on okay twenty-two million. I'd like to think. But anyway. I can probably retire. When you're that good, like Earl Thomas, you want to get paid at a certain level. It's just a respect factor that Seattle was. Oh, no, of, I, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't hold anything against. I don't hold anything against any of those guys. Your career, if you're lucky, is going to be seven or eight years unless you're really good, and then you might play 12 if you're yeah. lucky. And then lucky you get the odd that. guy who gets. If you're lucky, the odd guy gets to play longer. You take you take every red cent that you can squeeze out of those guys. I don't yeah, blame anybody for doing it. Yeah, and most of the time, guys guys aren't broke when they're done. They just don't have you know. You know what I mean? It's not working class money. Most of them just don't have it. No, it's it's like they say. The players are rich and the owners are wealthy, and there's a big difference. And then there's a difference between uh, athlete, entertainer, rich, and regular guy, rich. That's two oh, different yeah. things. Huge amount of money. Yeah. And yeah. Then the other part is uh, paying to keep your body intact for the rest of your life, and that's where the majority of your money is going to go. Going there yeah. for that quick operation because uh, your hip is messed up or your knee is messed up. Yeah, okay, that'll be one hundred and fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? Do that a couple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah too, I, I, I don't know about like for uh, football guys, but I know like because I'm a Canadian and the hockey angle, a lot of guys have a lot of trouble adjusting to when that last check comes and the next one doesn't, and they're used to getting paid. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a day, and suddenly you don't have that anymore. And you could go out and do, you know, irresponsible things with your money and not really suffer too much because that next paycheck was coming, and 
you didn't really notice too much, but uh, it's got to be hard, you know. I would think it would be it would be like for a regular guy, you know, making I don't know, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, and you wake up the next morning and you don't have a job. Yeah, she is. Mean, that's, that's, that's the right way to think about it. Sign me up for fifty thousand. That's the right way to think about it. Sounds pretty good. No, but you have that adjustment that you need to make in your lifestyle. Yeah. So it's an everybody issue. We just associated with athletes. So when the housing crisis happened, who was that who was buying the house too big for what their, you know, their income really said? That's regular folks, everybody. When all those cars got repoed in 2010, who was that? Regular folks. You see what I'm saying? So we all do it. But we, we tie something different to it with athletes because they get a bigger lump sum at one time and got to manage it for the rest of their lives. But it's the same. Well, that's what I said. I think that's a yeah. big problem in in pro sports: money management, and then too, a lot of them get sad but true. A lot of them get screwed because they got an agent or a, somebody who's looking after their money who's not really looking after their money. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see that shit in boxing all the time. Just a bunch of weasels around them making their money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boxing how many times? Yeah, how many times do you see boxers and you you see a guy? Uh, uh, the guy, you know, he's he's dead. Let's think the guy dies. You know, he gets he's older and he dies. And they go, you know, he had career earnings of 132 million dollars. And you go, okay, how in, the, how in the hell did that guy die penniless? And yet, you know, because his manager took 45 percent and the tax man took his cut, and that 142 million or whatever really was only 30 million. And the guy didn't know, you know, he lived the lifestyle of a guy who was making 140 million, and he really wasn't. If you follow me. Yeah. Contracts, man. Contracts are fucking evil. It doesn't matter what it is you like. Music. Vultures will get you, man. You know, I, mean, like a, I mean, Mike Tyson is a good example. That guy should have had Tyson money. fucking blew his own goddamn money. He yeah, but, but still, he should have had money. When he quit, even though he quit fairly young, he should have been able to live forever without any issue whatsoever. Well, that's and a guy's issue, but... And, yeah, but he ain't got a red cent. Uh, people just blaming Don King, though. She wasn't his fault to manage his fucking money. Well, I don't know how much of his uh, how much of his uh, management people took from him. That was probably a pretty good chunk. Oh, I'm team Tyson, Mike, Mike Tyson Don, just, and those just, folks, they took a lot of money. Well, I mean, Mike's yeah. good now because he, he was able to make a second act of his life, kind of just how famous he was. Doing the, oh, he, the one man show and all that other stuff he did made some money. But yeah, exactly. He, he he has a real smart wife now. He's a lawyer who trademarked all his yeah. shit, and, and and he's finally getting his fucking money, which is great. Yeah, he's good now. But. You know that's how they that's how they all gotta. You know they it's I guess it's just hard to do because of the mentality of most sports guys, and any of us who played any kind of sports of any amount of seriousness know that the ego and all that involved and you just it, it's probably hard for them to you know that at some point this is going to end and it doesn't matter how good you are or how great you are or how much you win or how much money you made at some point probably somewhere in your mid-40s you're going to have to quit and hopefully you've got you know you've got a lot of years left after your mid-40s hopefully and that's a long time yeah and you got to adjust to like you you can't live in your 50s and 60s like you did in your 20s and 30s when you were making $30 million a year. You just can't. 
or else that money's gone. You know, you see yeah. these guys like, buying like, the, like I said, man, it's it's normal as hell, man. Go go in your yeah, job it's just like regular and, folks. and sit in you the know, break room it, and talk to people about what their retirement plan is or how much they put in the IRA or a 401k and watch the faces just drop and get depressed. And like, you know that yeah. you know they got nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there are like people that tie their, uh, like you had mentioned, people who who maybe got a mortgage that uh, they really couldn't afford, and then when the bottom fell out, and you'd put every last penny into your into a house, and you walked away with nothing. And and then the, you know, the economy went to shit, and people were losing their jobs, and and it happened up here too. Not as bad as it did for you guys down there, but it was still pretty rough here for a few years. And if you didn't have your act together, you know, a lot of guys got mowed down and and, and had nothing, or they had to sell their houses and make not a dime off of them, and they were overpriced. I know people that yeah. uh, I don't know what the housing market is there, but you know, up here, half a million dollars buys you a pretty decent. Pretty decent place, and people were paying you know six and seven hundred thousand dollars for houses that were only worth three fifty. Then they tried to sell them, and you sold your house, and you're still you know you're two hundred eighty thousand dollars in the hole, in a hole, you know nonsense yeah, like that. And yeah, it, it was it was a it was a sad time. And the athletes, like I said, all the power to them for making money. I guess is the whole point is what I was trying to get at. They should. Uh, I can't blame anybody for uh, trying to get what they can get. Yeah, I, I just always ask people think about the last responsible <laughs> dollar you spent. I mean, you was real responsible and, and thrifty with your dollar, and you start to realize, like, yo, I do the same thing on a different scale. Yeah, well, every time <laughs> you, you know, uh, every time you yeah. roll over to that fast food joint and get a hamburger or whatever, when you could go home and eat. Mm-hmm. Or you know. We all do it, you know. You go to a corner store and buy a Coke or whatever, and it's a certain price at the corner store. And you could go to the grocery store and bought a, a dozen of them for that price. <laughs> but you know, it's the convenience, and you know. But people, people do it, right? And you don't really think about it. But if you started to add that money up, especially if you're an older guy like me, you know, if you oh, yeah. if you did that every day, and I used to when I worked, you know, we would go. A guy would go buy. You'd have coffee at the coffee shop or whatever and pay a ridiculous amount for a cup of coffee and I mean you did it because that's what you did but really it was a waste of money if you really stopped to look at it yeah well if you gave people their Starbucks morning morning coffee and their, their lunch bill for what they got you know at lunch that day if you gave them what they spent on that for the year just in total in front of them you gave them a receipt for the most part some of them would change their behavior some of them would be outraged some of them would continue to do it but you know well or if you uh, if you like beer or if you smoke or if you like yep. uh, uh, some some other of the herbs and you spend your money which is all fine if you want to do that I'm okay with all that stuff but you know you do you are sinking a although I suppose you have to weigh that against whatever kind of benefit you think you might get from that stuff but uh, you know a lot of money goes out the door that probably really doesn't need to I guess if you really get very down to it yeah, and that's my point. We all do it. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. all do no, 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 it's all no. On different scale. That's a point well made. You mean? Just, just a different scale, like you said. Yeah. Because yeah. I know if yeah. if you went to whatever you do for a living, 
if you went there tomorrow and they told you they'd pay you another, or you got to the door and somebody said, hey, we're from the uh, competition, and we'd like to pay you another, uh, we'd like to double your salary, but you got to come work over here. Uh, most okay. Of us would go. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where's this place and where do I sign? On my way. That sounds good to me. Let me go give a notice real quick. Hey, fuck you. All right, I'm on my way. <laughs> White men who can't what? Yeah, no, I'm going over to the uh, to the uh, Starbaker Bowling Show. I would never, I would never do such a thing. Yeah, Kenny, they're on to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's not that's not quite the same uh, same thing, but. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but when you hear people, uh, okay, well, how could that guy leave? You know, he he played here for seven years and he left for more money. Well, you'd do exactly the same thing, especially when you we're talking. Would. When we're talking yeah, but here's about my tens problem. of millions. In sports, in sports, most of the time, if they left for more money, I'd be like, you know what? I completely understand. They're going to go make more money. No, these motherfuckers are taking a pay cut. He's like, we want to win a championship. Fuck you. <laughs> no. You have to remember, though, that for for the big boys, winning the championship is money, and that becomes a, a, a advertising tool and a marketing tool where they can make more money. And also, I mean, LeBron, LeBron James doesn't give two. Yeah, LeBron James doesn't give two fucks about his NBA salary. That's a fucking joke compared to what that man makes doing other things. Didn't even care about. Mm. But LeBron James yeah, is going to make money whether he wins team, the championship. You know if you're, if you're playing for a Mickey Mouse organization, too. You know the owners, That's you know the GM, you know the TV. It's like, oh, hell, we don't never win here. Let me get the hell out of here. Looking <laughs> at you, Jimmy Butler. Looking at you. Um, I do, old, I do. bitter, wanna... angry, old, old young man Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I do that as a temperament of a 50-year-old. Larry I don't think Grant. you want me to go off on Jimmy yeah. Butler. I did that the yeah. other night. Jimmy on the Butler other show. told the Timberwolves <laughs> to get the fuck out of his yard. And you know what? Jimmy Butler, <laughs> don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Have a good one, sir. Fuck you. Well, and it's you, can't, right. you can't talk you can't talk to young people with that idea of I work harder, you guys don't work hard and you don't know how to handle your business. Like when you come in from that position, man, they start tuning you out. So he's in there barking at Towns and Wiggins and all the people. After a while, man, they got tired of it. And well, now he's demanding the trade. And they're like, yeah, good, bye. Trouble there, too, is he signed a contract to play for that amount of years for that money. Uh, it's a little bit Jimmy different. Jimmy Butler has the overrated inflation of his work. Of himself, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a good I, player. I don't think it's overrated inflation. I think it was those young boys didn't defender. like him, man. Remember, he's yeah, telling want, those guys. So he's coaches pet in there telling them out. I want everybody to not work as doing hard things as I do. Right, right yeah, that guy. Yeah. Everybody likes him at work, right? <laughs> we hate that bastard. You need to fire Tibbs, dude. <laughs> we hate that son of a bitch who kisses their owners. Jimmy's the guy that broke the curve. Jimmy's the guy that scored 100 on the test, so everybody that got a 66. Yeah, so everybody else fucked. could fail. Yeah, or no, so, Jimmy's the kid who the day before uh, spring break puts his arm up and asks the teacher if we could get some extra homework over the holidays. Yeah, right. And my issue, and the owner, I mean, and the Tim- owner's like, I got this young kid in town, and if you think I'm gonna put anything up for grabs as far as keeping him here for your ass, no, tell Tippett to shut up. He is on the block. 
We are open for calls. <laughs> Call in. We'll trade his ass him up. That's why the owner stepped in so quick. Like, oh, no, you're not about to mess things up here, bud. You can go. I applaud Glenn yeah. Taylor for that as well. I do. So uh, yeah, you know, to move him yet either. As it, well, they're listening to offers. There's some there's some good offers coming in apparently from what I'm reading, but apparently Tibbs is uh Tibbs is probably gone soon too. According to my source, Mr. John Krasinski, uh, from the Athletic in Minnesota talked to me about it the other day on the show. In case you're listening out there and you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Uh we talked about this whole situation and Towns notice whenever Jimmy requested the trade and they said, Yeah, we're gonna move him. Carl Anthony Towns signed his five-year extension for $190 million. That just wow, that yeah. worked. They're going to trade him to Philadelphia for Markel Fultz and Zaire Smith. I don't do that. Jesus. Yeah, if I'm Philly, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't you want to bring him into either. another young locker room? Uh, uh, if, Philly could, if Philly could That's get rid of Markel if, Fultz in any way, shape, or form. That. Take it. Do it. I, I see Fultz as an extra draft pick, man. You keep him and see what he develops into. You can always trade him before that deal is done, but you got him on a rookie deal, so just keep him. See what he turns into, man. He's still beating yeah, he off the dribble. He's done nothing so far. Yeah, but as far as Jimmy, he like hasn't said, had much I, I don't to do want Jimmy yet, around either. young guys. Yeah, Jimmy's crazy. Don't keep Jimmy around young guys. Send him to yeah, some veteran team who will like him. He did the same thing in Chicago. And then Tibbs traded for him then because he's Mr. I got to have my boys. And then he goes out and signs Lou Aldang. And I was like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? We got the Timber Bulls over here. And now Jimmy wants out because I don't want to play with these young kids. You know what, Jimmy? Minnesota you're going to play Bulls. with some young guys. You're gonna, and if, you, if you're having this much issue with young guys, you're the fucking problem. It seems to be the common denominator here is that Jimmy Butler doesn't like playing with young people. Well, motherfucker, go play somewhere the fuck else. Get the fuck out that, of my man, locker room. That's why those, those self-made guys are so hard to deal with, man. That dude, Jimmy Butler you know, didn't he, he wasn't a top recruit. He wasn't a top player. He made himself into what he is, and now he carries that like a fucking badge of honor, and he's annoying, man. I mean, <laughs> where, did, uh, where did Jimmy Butler go to college? <laughs> Uh, he went to Marquette, but he wasn't like Marquette, a top didn't recruit, he? though. Yeah, yeah no, he wasn't like a top recruit. So not Penn State, eh? No, he was like yeah. a one-star a one recruit from Texas, though. No? Yep, yep. He well, he never would have went to Penn State because he he's just like overachiever, guys, right? And he's gonna tell you about it every day. I'm sure. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> The hell yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose on one level I sort of get it, but on another level it's kind of like, okay, you know, you're upsetting the apple cart for no particular reason here. I mean, if you want out, then just say you want out. Be a man about it. And if that's really what it's all about, which I don't and know. Apparently now he's... Brian, you could get away with being an asshole to that degree about how you work harder than everybody else. But you're not Kobe Bryant, so you can't get away yeah, with it. Yeah, there's uh... – there's a seven-footer down underneath who is a better shot than you and is the face of the franchise. You're 29 years old with bad knees. I don't think you're going to get away with what you think you're going to get away with. Okay. So, uh, but is is all that said, is he right? About Wiggins, I would say yes. <laughs> Wiggins, he's absolutely right. Wiggins needs to work hard. But uh, okay. my, my thing with, with this being my team, I've watched them. Wiggins – 
while Wiggins doesn't, you know, he's you got to motivate him, and I don't know how they're going to motivate him. It seems to be a thing where I think, honestly, it's become more of a coach thing. These guys are coming out of college, and they play in college. Like, Towns play for John Calipari. Well, John Calipari probably paid him better than what Minnesota paid him on his rookie deal. Uh, Wiggins is coming out of Kansas. He probably didn't get, you know, he probably didn't get yelled at very much coming out of Kansas. These are guys that are are coming out of college and they're used to playing with players' coaches. It's an AAU generation now. Coaches aren't getting in your face and and screaming at you and getting on to you for not busting your ass. They're patting you on the back and telling you how great you are. Now you Maybe can like they, it, you uh... can not like it. But look at Brad Stevens up in Boston. You know, he's a kind of a soft-spoken guy. He's considered one of the best coaches in the league because he knows what he's doing and his approach with his players is more, okay, you didn't do this right, let me tell you how to fix it. Whereas Tom Thibodeau is getting in people's grills, he's yelling, he's stomping on the floor, he sounds like he's smoking six packs a day. They've also got an owner, though, who lets lets their general manager do what a general manager's supposed to do. And in Boston, if you don't toe the line, Danny Ainge is going to drop the fucking hammer on you. Well, the coach, you like it the or, coach in Minnesota whether you like is it or the, not. The coach yeah, is but, the president of Minnesota. I know, but he can't. But he doesn't have owner. He doesn't have yeah, ownership. Just, ownership doesn't have his back like they do in Boston, where they hired him to do that job and they let him do it. Well, they don't yeah. anymore. They sure as hell don't after this situation. No, yeah, but, where, but they, you know, players, when you got your owner stepping in, telling you what to do, there has to be mutual respect, man. And if you're a coach and you don't have an 82 game personality, you're around each other a lot, man. If you don't have the right personality and you think you're gonna yell at people to fix things, if you don't have the juice, meaning rings or some form of success, that yelling shit is gonna wear thin real quick. So maybe the I uh, mean, it's, it's more than that. Maybe the Timberwolves need to uh, find out whether he does he have a does he have a significant other? Maybe he needs a. I, maybe they need to honey trap him I, with a with a I Kardashian or something. for bringing in Thibodeau anyway. The idea that you would give young players to Thibodeau is insane to me. That dude ran all of the Bulls into the ground, and you're gonna bring him out here with young players? No, keep Thibodeau. He, he ran all of them. Yeah, I was I was a fan of the hiring when they did it, but now I'm I'm not. I, I want him gone now, and I'm looking at the minutes from last night's preseason game. Hell, Wiggins played 26 minutes last night. I mean, <laughs> just, who's the replacement for him though? Who's the replacement? It doesn't matter. Anybody, anybody who understands that minutes and usage over time start to wear guys out, and with young guys, you need to be mindful of it. But even old guys, hell, you need to be mindful of. Well, hell, yeah. Anthony Collins played 30 and... last night. <laughs> Jesus, what the fuck are you doing playing 30 minutes in an exhibition game? Yeah, Anthony <laughs> Tolliver played 30 minutes last night. Towns played 24. Wiggins played 26. The rookies both. Checking to make sure and the they rookies, all got the win the rookies, for the I upcoming see, season. Or uh, a cardiovascular test of some sort. Kogi got 20 minutes. Bates Diop got 22 last night. And the Wolves actually beat the Warriors, who I'm sure Steph Curry saw the floor in the second half. But um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he was dressed, he saw it from the bench, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Kerr's not crazy. <laughs> now, nah, Steve Kerr knows what he's doing. But I'm hoping that this leads to the end of Thibodeau in Minnesota as a Wolves fan. And that's something that I'm looking forward to when they get rid of him and they hire somebody 
as a GM and then somebody as a, as a coach. Nate Bush. What? Not what yeah. I wanted to answer. If you wanted one person in charge of everything, or you wanted it separated, and you want to separate it. That's I want good. to separate because the, the yeah. whole experiment's Good not working. All over the league, more, they tried it. It's not working. There's a little more accountability if they're separated. Doc Rivers was a fucking awful GM. <laughs> Indeed. Well, the only reason he got only reason he got that authority is because of the Donald Sterling thing. He was able to sneak his way in and get it. But yeah, he should have never true. had that, and he ruined that yeah. roster. But honestly, right though, place, right time. Are you telling me there's only 32 of these jobs across the world? You telling me there's a guy who's as good at coaching as he is in the office, front office, and he can do both? Like, I don't even think that's realistic. Yeah, that's, no. that's you know what I mean? way outside. There, Usually that there, happens because somebody's power tripping, and they want mm-hmm. they don't want to have to be accountable to somebody else, and we want both jobs. Yeah. And then when you're the GM and you're getting players and you're also the coach and you have to think about getting fired, how do you think about long-term potential? How do you think about moves in the future? Because you're making moves to keep your job as well. So, you know, it's already a conflict of interest there. Yeah, I don't think it works very well or very rarely. Thank you, Sam Mangum, for getting Blake Griffin. Go ahead, Armando. No, go ahead, Armando. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just thank you, Sam Mangum, yeah. That's an awful fucking contract moving forward. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because well, Stan wanted to make the playoffs to try to what? Keep his keep his fucking job. Yeah, that's it. Let me uh let me switch gears here. We've we've been talking NBA here a little bit. Uh, with it being an NFL day, one thing I do want to ask, and this is something that I, I want to get into before we call the night, the um, the overtime rule in the NFL. How quick do we need this changed in a bad, bad way? Because we almost saw two or three games where they get, go to ties, and we've had two ties already this season. Why can't they just play until somebody scores? The, the NFL is bad at process, man. They're reactionary. So because of, you know, like you just said, these, these chances for ties, they're going to overreact and do something stupid instead of saying, okay, who has the best overtime rules? Should we adopt those? Should we think about, you know, really doing it? They're going to overreact and do something even worse than what we have now. But, yeah, what we have now sucks. Like this, if you score a field goal, another team gets a chance to score the a touchdown. Game keeps and then going, they but if you score a touchdown, the game is over. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Fucking stupid. What is this, Tech Mobile? What, what is Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice, Paul. I love it. That's the quote of the day. Technobol. I love it. And, and I was the all-time greatest. Too bad we didn't have online Technobol or leaderboards or something like that. But I was oh. all-time great. Just, just put that out there. It wouldn't be fun playing Technobol nowadays because if you did or if you had the leaderboard and played online back then, everybody would have been the Raiders because it was impossible to stop Bo Jackson. Didn't have Marcus Allen. It was awful. Okay, so what? So the, the answer to the overtime is what? First, first score and the game is over, or we play. Uh, Make it like seven, and, seven minutes or eight minutes, and whoever's whoever's winning at the end of the eight minutes wins. Which is it? 
No, I think we uh, need to, we need to do college. The way college does it is is exciting. It's fun. There's no ties. Ah, fucking pussy. I, yeah, I like the way college does. It. Ah, garbage in the pros. Garbage. Stay fucking soccer or hockey, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with the sudden. I'm with the idea of sudden death. Why you? you don't want to lose? Stop. Get a stop. Yeah. To to me the to me the point of the overtime is is you do everything you can to fucking score, and if you can't, you lose, which is kind of the point of the sport, right? Well, that was the old rule. Minus 15 minutes to do it. Basically, you just keep playing until somebody else you win. Well, the trouble yeah, with that, but, which they, the yeah. trouble with that, which they found in hockey, was occasionally then a game goes like some fucking ridiculous amount, and in football, how long can they play before guys are on oh, hockey too? Before you're looking at risking some pretty serious injury when guys get too tired. Well, the out whole there thing gets, was if you if you clocked. play until somebody scores, which was the old rules, you ended up with uh, kickers who can kick the ball from midfield. So basically, you've cut the field in half. And a field goal wins the game. Now I'm just I'm just not a fan of you get two first downs and the game's over. Like, why not let well, why? these teams that, have a shot? That happens it, on all kinds of time during regular games when the score is yeah, tied but, and the but team think about, two think minute warning it. it down to a field goal. What's the well, difference? Well, if you've got if you've got a game where you've got an offensive shootout, and it's talking about like if you're watching the game, well, let's just say for example you got the Chiefs and the Steelers game again where they just might as well be out there practicing and take the defenses off the field. You're telling me that the coin flip is going to be what decides this football game? Hell no, I'm not for that. If you've got a defensive struggle, it would be different, but you can't guarantee that every time. I think you need to, if it's an offensive powerhouse game, such to where two teams both get a chance. Now, they put it to 25 in college. I don't like that. I think they need to put it at about 30 or the 40. Make it interesting. Don't put them. Don't put them. The fifty, or or even that. Yeah, because these kickers can make a regular down here in field goal range. Why why give them? Yeah, why give them? You know, yardage. Make them. I think it should be a normal possession. Why are we putting the ball? Life is really rough and unfair, and you don't always win the, the the coin toss, and sometimes you get screwed and you lose, and that's just the way it is. This is professional sports. You Not everything stop. is going to be fair. Like my coach uh, would say. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I feel about it. I mean, that's going to go – if you probably sat down and looked at it, that's probably going to come out in the wash. You're going to get screwed every now and then, and every now and then that's going to fall in your favor. Yeah, and it's, still all, gotta, it's all about entertainment. For, for the entertainment of the fans, give both teams an opportunity at the 50. Exactly. Well, we've and done if you so take much it to the defense already. What else are we going to do? Hell, we don't let them touch nobody. Uh, you have to tackle the quarterback in the cradle position from an angle that they appreciate did you, and lay them down. Did you see like, that? Uh, what else are we going to take? Did you see defense? that video that they put out where that guy, uh, some guy who had something to do with the NFL in the head office department, uh, took a video of himself running towards his daughter? And, uh, and this is now the the uh, the uh, accepted method of tackling the quarterback. And he picks her up and puts a pillow underneath her head and lays her back down on the turf and puts a blanket over top of her. No, okay, well, how about this? Yeah. Oh, it was fucking beautiful. Yeah, th- that tackling rule is fucking bullshit. I'm I'm against that. But the what about if we do this? Why don't since we want to keep the defense honest here? Fine. 
the team that wins the coin flip, they get to choose. First, do they want the ball first or second? What you do is you kick off, you play it like a normal possession. If you score, whatever it is you score, fine. Then the other team, you kick off to them, you get them, and if they score and tie it up, we go to double overtime, and we just keep going that way. It'll be a long overtime. It could be potentially, but if they don't, but if one team scores and the other team fails to score, then game's nope. over. I'm going to burst your bubble. The biggest, the biggest problem that I've never even thought about until right now becomes television. If this happens at a, for a 1 o'clock game, and now you've got a game that's went into fucking 14 overtimes and isn't over yet, and other games are starting and advertisers are pissed off because, yeah, I wanted to advertise on the 4 o'clock game, but it's not on fucking TV because the 11 or 1 o'clock game still isn't over. Or if that's like the Sunday night game where it's already what, depending on where you live, if you're on the East Coast, you know, it's pushing 11 o'clock and the game's yep. not over yet. What if it goes into overtime and it's 2 in the fucking morning on a Monday morning? It you better know, not. There, there are other considerations. It's 2018. If they can't do the local television switch over and went picture but they, in but picture. But in some cases, they something. can't. On the nationally televised games, they can't do that. They're contractually obligated to show the whole uh, game. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, yeah, and yeah the problem. local guys can probably make the switch, but like you know, if it's a, uh, you know, the 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 main game on Fox, let's say at at two o'clock or whatever time it is, I guess two o'clock or four o'clock for you guys, depending on where you live. Um, there, there's there's other considerations there besides the actual overtime itself. And there again, we're talking about bucks, and we all know. Well, you, you, you talked about a hey, life ain't fair, so I guess fans, uh, tough shit. You missed the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm old enough to remember when the uh, what was it? I believe the uh, I can't remember who was playing anymore, and the fucking game just stopped, and the sound of music came on. Or no, not the sound of music. It was some other goddamn awful movie started, and nobody knew who won the game, and that was when they put in the. Uh, that was when they put in the rule to uh, that they had to show the games in their entirety. <laughs> it started the sound of music. <laughs> I don't know. I just think the sound of music. I just think Paul really said it's time for our movie. <laughs> it was something equally as annoying, something that nobody else would want. You know, that, that sports fan would just like, oh my god, really? <laughs> but I just we all think know. the college rule. I don't even care about you know fair and stuff. I just think the college rule has been more entertaining and fun and it has been for years that's just me and i would really like to see the nfl adopt something similar all i know nate is none of it matters because al bundy scored four touchdowns in one high school game against for poke high and that's all that really matters <laughs> touchdown bundy al bundy you can't you can't you can't Al talk Al Bundy. The rest of the city, we don't know if Al played in a small little league, a small county. Um, it was against Al his, playing against the best of the best. It was against his nemesis. Uh, I want to say Spare Tire Jackson. I believe was his, uh, <laughs> his nemesis. <laughs> it was Something all along those lines. No, no league though. Spare Tire Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, my, my my junior year, a friend of mine, he had gotten cut because he didn't take, you know, the game as seriously as everybody else. So he ended up getting cut. So he joined this little local church league. Uh, he was averaging 40 points a game with his church bum league 
Well, Al, you know, he does say it's what's the city championship, so I don't know, you know, schools over 35 people maybe or under 35 people. I, I don't know. It well, matter. he was pretty good to have, to have the scoreboard named after him. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, God, that's going back there, ways in the episodes. Good God, we're talking about married with children. My God, we've jumped the shark. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, good writing, it probably can work today, if you really think about it. The show probably would work today. Uh, I don't know, man. He was pretty politically incorrect. A lot of woman bashing on that on that TV show. Yeah. Okay, where is all this programming that's so politically incorrect, man? You can find wow. all kinds of politically incorrect programming out here, man. Well, but that one is particularly, I mean, all he ever did was pick on fat women at the shoe shop and his neighbor there <laughs> who he said looked like a Marcy Darcy who looked like a chicken. You're so skinny, look, you look like long, a chicken. As, as long as the person who's being mean the had gets bread. their comeuppance every once in a while, yeah, nobody cares. Well, you know he got saying? his comeuppance. He worked in a goddamn lady's shoe shop for crying exactly. out Exactly. I mean, could it get much worse? Probably not. So it would work. Was a lazy wife? Think about. I was talking to somebody the other week, and they brought up all in the family. Think about it. That dude spent all that time saying, "Okay, we're going to show Archie Bunker as a bigot, and that's going to change this, that, and the third. And then the show comes. And the dude is so good in the role, everybody loves fucking Archie Boulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mean, yeah, let's be honest. Most people hated the son-in-law. Yep. Who was supposed to be the voice of reason and all that, and yet he ended up being the one that nobody really liked much. Exactly. It's because he we did. can all relate. Why? Because you can laugh at Archie sometimes. He do stupid stuff sometimes, so you can make him the butt of the joke. But well, then also, was, you, you like his personality because... He was know. also over the top, though. It was like, okay, we know this guy's half a loon, so anything he says we can't really take too seriously. But it was kind of funny at the same, at the same time. Yeah, I don't Come know if I play on TV anymore or not. Can you get oh, some yeah. Red Fox today? Or what? what, Sanford and Son? Oh, I yeah. love Sanford and Son. Yeah, same thing. He would talk about the women the way he would. You know what I mean? But people love it's Fred the big one. Sanford, so it's fine. That's what I'm saying. It's They're coming work. to take yeah. me. It's the big one. <laughs> but but no, <laughs> nobody hates Lamont, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lamont's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that anybody hated the. Uh, he was just a crotchety well, old guy, and you kind of yeah, you kind of wrote off some of his. I mean, you got to respect him, like hell. That's a great show. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and if you go back, you see a lot of Fred's racism too. Him talking about the Julio and all the people. Well, <laughs> 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 you too. Like, I mean, yeah. the Jeffersons, yeah. I always thought was a good show too. Or he'd call that white yeah. guy a honky all the time. Well, I used to think that was just hilarious. Because he was. Tom. And Tom was debonair and cool as hell. <laughs> well, he was married to a... I mean, you have to admit, he was married to a fairly good-looking black woman, which in those days, or in that time, I mean, he had to have been some streak of coolness in him there somewhere. Who are you talking about? Lennon any... Kravitz's mom? Or she wouldn't yeah, have had any player. part of him. Yeah, my Lennon Kravitz's mom, 
Is it? Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think, I think so. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm pretty yeah, sure. His, his, his dad was one of the first ones with Jungle Fever in Hollywood, though. So, yeah. It, I just used to get a kick guys, out of... You guys still mess with? What is I'm it? I'm having trouble finding something. I'm trying to... I'm having trouble finding something new to really get into. Last thing I was really into, probably Game of Thrones and then Boardwalk Empire, but that ended badly, but... Oh, Boardwalk I Empire. I need something new show. to get into. Game yeah. of Thrones was yeah. a good show, too. Well, are, do you require a lot of action, or do you need a story? Yeah, it depends. You know, if the story's good enough, yeah, I'll mess with it. Hmm. I watched a show. I mean, I don't know if it's your cup of tea or not. It's been two seasons of it so far. I think it's a Netflix original called Ozark. It's got. I heard um, about that. Okay. Yeah, it's he's a. Uh, by day appears to be a straight shooting nerd white businessman, but he really launders money for the mob. Oh. And he's in, and he's in so far that he starts. Oh, yeah. to do oh, <laughs> He starts to do oh, crazy I watched, shit. I watched that. <laughs> yeah, it, you it's got me. I that. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> What's the name of that shit? Ozark. O- Ozark. It's yeah, got uh, cool. the star of it is uh, Jason Bateman. So you can imagine what kind of a nerdy white boy he is, eh? <laughs> I haven't seen Jason him, but Bateman I love Jason Bateman. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he's, rest- he's one of those deadpan funny guys where what he says really isn't that funny, but the delivery yeah, makes yeah. it funny. And Man, he's got, I he's love got a wife and, development. Yeah, he's got a wife and kids, and he slowly has to drag his wife and kids into it because he can't keep the secret anymore that he's laundering money for the mob, and it just gets fucking crazier and crazier from there. It's a good show. Yeah, he's on Arrested Development, and that show's amazing. I, I love it. Yep. Yeah. yeah those shows live on kind of with, you know, gifs and memes and stuff. Yeah. Like Arrested Development, I watched that because I kept seeing that damn lady saying, how much is a banana, Michael? That's why I finally started <laughs> looking into it and watching Just because of that. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, I know another good show if you're if you can stomach westerns, which isn't for everybody, is Deadwood. Which is an older show, admittedly. It hasn't been on for a few years. I've heard that was good. Yeah, yeah. I made it through most of it. Yeah, I made it through most of it. I never that was a pretty it. good show. Uh trying yeah. to think of what else I we got a lot of T V up here. Uh, I can't uh really Armando, think of what you, that, Armando, what was you saying? What up? What oh, was no, it you I, said? I, I the last, the last show I, I watched that was brand new was fucking Brockmire. Any of you guys watch that? I have. Sorry, what? Uh, Brockmire on IFC. It's alright. Funny. Hmm. Don't know yeah. that one. The there's show a lot of I, there's a lot of stuff out there, boy, because there's so many. Yeah. Uh, so know, Amazon and. Netflix and Hulu, everybody's making their own shows these days, and there's a lot of so, TV out the there. The last show I really got into heavy was Breaking Bad. That was my show. Um, and it's older now, but if you haven't seen it, Naja, go watch it. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I've been watched it a few years ago. Late, late. Yeah. You're not watching the, you know, it was cool, and I got to run through all of it. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was me. I did the, the same call, thing. Call, all and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah better call Saul. Oh, that's a good show too. Well, you live in the. You're, you're from the from Chicago, right? Have you ever watched Shameless? Oh, oh damn! A little bit, 
my brother's that's into fucked heavy. Up. I just watched a little bit of it. Yeah, my brother's into oh, heavy. It is one fucked up show. And Shameless is a funny fucking show. <laughs> it is. It's good. It's it's very yeah, good, and, and see, I, I, I've often wondered if it's how accurate it really is because they make a point of trying to tell you that it is, you know, that because they're, they're dirt poor and live in the shit part of town and all the rest, and that it is fairly accurate for how things really are. Which for me, not coming from a big city or anything, I find fascinating. Everybody yeah. where I live. Is see, poor. and the the crazy thing is though, like with some shows, if the momentum kind of slows down at the end. And then the studio makes them rush it. Like, Boardwalk, the last season, man, they made them rush it so they just had to kill people off and you didn't get a good ending. Yeah, the story started you, to kind of jump too much. It, yeah, if you ever watch it, man, the first four seasons, they're really good, man. It's worth it. I got well, really – I, I watched a little bit. I watched a little bit of it's the It's a different wire. kind of thing and a different kind of story. You don't see too many stories uh, set in that – yeah, it's slow. Situation. It's, it's, it's slow but yeah, it's yeah. not fast paced by any stretch, but it's got a good story. Oh, yeah, I watched The Wire a little bit. A lot of people like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, The Wire. Yeah. Snowfall on, on FX. Anyone you guys watch that? No, I heard about Snowfall? it. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, yeah, I haven't got to right? see it either. Hmm. Yeah, see, you're, you're throwing out names I've never heard of. Now I'm going to have to have a peek at these and. Some of them are hard to find up here because, of course, our our Netflix is different than yours and our Hulu is different than yours. And some shit you can get and some you can't. Just watch The Office and Parks and Recreation over and over. You can thank me later. (laughs) Don't try to meet me to set up a new deal. I said no thanks. That's what your boy was saying today. So just so you know, now he's insulting the Canadians. So add that to (sighs) it. Well, we take it pretty well, so it's all right. <laughs> we don't mind too much. We just but go back and we... drink our beer and think about our free medical. So, so you're going to do that? Okay. Well, they got the good beer and I'm the good like, insurance. I, I want to hear when somebody says something to him about that and see what his reaction will be. Because I don't think people understand that he's one of the funniest people that you will ever see ever anywhere, especially on TV as, you know, somebody, an elected official. Now, he might be a moron, but the dude is hilarious. Like, you do got to get him. <laughs> <laughs> like, off the cuff, like, he'll say some stuff. <laughs> like, he's a funny dude. Just say. Are, are we talking about uh, Chester Cheeto? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I often Come wonder on, with... When we're talking, when he when he speaks, if he like, I know everybody says I can't believe he said that incredibly stupid fucking thing that just came out of his mouth. But I wonder, and I think I probably write quite often. He is a hundred percent aware of what he's saying, and most of the time he does it on purpose. Yeah, he he just cut the wrestling promos. I forgot him elected, and fuck it, keep doing it. No, and it riles the piss out of people. People who love them eat it up, and people who don't just get so mad that they forget what they're mad about, and then the bastard sneaks off and he sneaks off and does something else when nobody's looking because they're (laughs) outraged about grabbing by the you know I just like to grab him by the pussy. He uh, fucking people people went nuts, and he went and made a trade agreement with somebody while they were going while they were going crazy. He's uh, he insulted a uh, 
a guy from down here where I live, like same neighborhood. There's a guy lives down here. He's a state senator for the state of West Virginia, and he uh, is now a um, running for Congress, the the House uh, in Congress. Yeah, you talking about the he, military guy, right? Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. He's a friend of mine, actually. <laughs> yeah, I saw oh, that. Yeah, he he's a friend of mine. I know him. I went to school with his son. He grew up with my family. He actually, came to my dad's funeral. Um, he was a decorated oh, yeah. war hero and things like that. And he's running for Congress now. And he came out and said, this guy is a wacko and personally insulted him. So that's cool. Well, is he? <laughs> no, no. The dude's one of the hey, well, nicest people know, ever. Man. Now, is he intense? Is he intense? And does he care? Absolutely. That dude is intense. But, I mean, he was well, in the military, for God's sake. Yeah, well, exactly. no. I would have to say, though, if you're a real politician, a, a politician who cares about things, you probably would consider to be a bit of a wacko. Well, well there you go. Point, at this right? point, everything is on the board. There's nothing that disqualifies you anything no. at this point. The only reason that he that, said, the only reason that he called him a wacko is because he's got a Democrat letter beside of his name. That's it. Well, that's true, but that's a, that's also a two way street. I mean, we oh, both I'm know both saying, sides. Both sides like to hurl rocks at one another. Oh, and the bigger look, the I rock they can find. Parties. I hate both parties. I think they both suck. Oh, I'm it's pulling, insane. You, I'm, it I'm an independent British guy. Like it's getting ridiculous, and like well, they uh, they quit caring about who voted for what if Republicans yeah. submitted it or a Democrat submitted it. If it's good for the United States of America and for the people, oh, nobody gets then that's what about we need that. to worry about. But no, we're too worried about fucking uh, Johnny Let's Republican honest, here uh, and Ruth Democrat. As a Canadian. The only problem with that is we haven't had legislation that was good for the people in a good 30 that's years. That's true. Either party. But, as, a, but as, a as somebody who's not an American, bring and I get to watch I get to watch your nonsense, and I have no stake in it. Where I have a bit of a stake, but not a not a big one. Yeah, that that, yeah, well, that well, was you what get, you you get to you you got your yeah we get to trickle Obama off. Obama up there who makes who makes women happy and makes kids cheer up with joy and everything else, and he's a neoliberal mf'er. Yeah, there's never been one. So. But uh, but what what used to be great about America was that there was a left and a right, but there was also a nice strong middle. And when the right got too crazy or the left got too crazy, the middle would kind of get involved and kind of right the ship a little bit and things would get back to somewhat normal. Now there is no middle. Or if there is, they're damn quiet. Because it's really only you're either a lefty or a righty, and if you don't agree with everything the left agrees with, you must be a righty and vice versa. And that's no way to have – that's no way to run a country. And as, you Robert, do, yeah, as we all, like, I, I can understand when people say early. that, but it, it's not really that, man. This place is in decline. People are trying to steal everything that's not nailed down. Like, so it's a winner-take-all system <laughs> at this point. When the one side gets in, we're raiding the treasury. When the other side gets in, we're raiding the treasury. Like that's the oh, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There is no like there is no difference. It's only on social issues that they're different. At the end of the day, that five percenters are trying to steal every damn dollar they can from everywhere. And they don't care whose dollar it is. Don't care if it's yours yeah. or a lefty or a righty. They're, it's about making money. And as long as they're making money, 
That's that's what runs the show. Sad but true. Ugly day, indeed. <laughs> that's a sour note to end a show on, but it is it is a fact. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes things got to be truthful, man. Matter of fact, no, I think that's probably that's need a real a normal approach. We probably I mean, you and I have had this discussion because people like to hear things they want to hear as opposed to that's also true. That hurts. Yeah, I mean, you, you and I have come to this conclusion several times on this show. At the end I of the day, you, man, join the guillotine party, man. We need to bring the guillotines out again, you know. Do some well, cutting a little bit. We can fix it. It might come to that at some point. <laughs> somebody <laughs> might, somebody may have to get brave and say, "Look, there's enough of this shit. We're done with." And uh, NSA, I did not say this. That was a Canadian guy. I would never suggest <laughs> such a thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, in in that case, it was uh, it was royalty they'd had enough of. In this case, it might just be politicians. We got to just chop the head off of every senator, congressman, and. Anyone in any direction and we can find that has donors. Well, also their yeah, donors. and uh, yeah. big business, yeah. and, and uh, maybe we got to take a few steps back so we can take a few steps forward because Lord knows we we're, we're not taking any forward right now. Too? Can we throw lobbyists yeah, we got, in we there? We solved too? all the problems. I agree. Throw lobbyists in there too. See, we solved everything. Good job. There. Yeah, and it wasn't it didn't take us five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we can't agree on overtime though in football. We've, we've solved the nation's problems, but we can't figure out the NFL's troubles. <laughs> I can tell you how we can fix the NFL. Let me tell you how to fix the NFL. Real easy. Fire Goodell, hire somebody that's worth a damn. The end. Yeah, you might not be far <laughs> off on that. It wouldn't hurt anyway. Nah, it wouldn't hurt the, to get rid on of a, On another note, yeah, I see these Steelers are busy trying to self-destruct here on Sunday night. Yeah, they couldn't do this against Tampa last fucking week. They got to wait and do it this week, the pricks. Then in Tampa Big. secondary, about as equal to the Jamaican bobsled team. So you know how it is. And once uh, again, if you come for Joe Flacco's job, all of a sudden Joe Cla- Flacco will be competent at his job. I don't know how the hell this is happening, but it's happening. Yeah. He said it at the beginning of the telecast. Don't care what anybody says about me. I know how good I can be, and I know what I can do, and I'll go out and do it. Son Motherfucker, this running back, Jesus! Yeah, they are just laying oh. a beating on the Steelers in Pittsburgh, no less. Yeah, with that and Le'Veon is somewhere with his feet kicked up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Eight hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars well spent to chalk up that L. <laughs> the Steelers are really struggling this year. In terms of protecting Roethlisberger, Ooh. because the he, everybody he is. What well, the, the, there's the, only one the, team I, in the I, NFL I that seems to like winning, and that's the Los An- is the Rams. Nobody Rams. else seems to care whether they win or not. <laughs> it's good. You know, you would expect that kind of reaction out of the NBA, where everybody pretty much knows the Warriors are going to win the championship this year. Yeah, well, I don't know who's going to win the NBA Super Bowl, but has irrational confidence. To think that there's, you know, go to what's my man's name in Miami. Go to him and tell him Steph Curry is better than him, and think he won't try to fight you and prove that he's better. I'm sure. The good thing about the NBA, that irrational confidence keeps the competition going. That's true. They don't have a shot. That's true. They think they do. Last night, LeBron made his debut tonight. By the way, in case anybody cares, Uh, for the Lakers. I I hope you guys remember. Did they have the a, Eastern Conference uh, go through 
Cleveland. This year? <laughs> uh, did they have a special pregame show to talk about it before That's we what, hold on, on Let me court? address what Armando Johnson just said. said. Armando, are you drunk? Yeah. No, <laughs> That's what Tristan one, Thompson said. He's a defending Eastern Conference championship. <laughs> oh, shit. They're not even going to make the playoffs. You see what I mean? That's the thing about mm-hmm. the NBA, man. No, no, no. Everybody, Everybody has to start out the season as we've got a shot at the championship. Well, I can, understand, I can understand that, but if the Cavaliers they try to make convince the playoffs, that fan base. stunned. Tristan <laughs> <laughs> Thompson thinks they're going to the playoffs, and he doesn't think he's going to be traded at the trade deadline. Tristan <laughs> Thompson forgot LeBron left, apparently. He was too busy with one of the Kardashians uh, in the closet somewhere. He didn't say he was going to go to the playoffs and participate in them. He might be watching them. <laughs> he might be buying a ticket. <laughs> He said they're yeah. the Eastern, defending Eastern Conference champions four years in a row, and these other teams are going to have to beat them. He said, Toronto, you already know what it is. He said, Boston, oh, what have they done? We beat them last year. This is what he said. <laughs> On the yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, technically, that's, technically, I guess that's true. But Yeah, yeah, but your best player <laughs> left. Your best player left. And the, the, I, I'll give him this. I'll give him this. The Philadelphia 76ers well, plane is going to have to fly over Cleveland on their way to Indianapolis for a second-round game to play the Pacers. <laughs> so I guess you could say the playoffs will go through Cleveland. I mean, maybe yeah. Kevin Love turns into, I don't know, they give him some shots and he turns into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar maybe or something like that. Uh, he'll put up Kevin good Love probably doesn't think he'll, he'll like be getting traded. He probably doesn't think he'll get traded. <laughs> <laughs> he just signed a big extension. Yeah, he just signed a five-year deal with them. Yeah. Well, see now there's Easy a guy. Who, he won a title, right? Did he get a title in yeah. the last time around? Yeah, he got one. He did. Okay, so he's got his title, so he doesn't give a shit. So now he took the money, and he figured that I mean nobody's really going to care what happens here because nobody's going to expect us to win. If I just play no. half decent, and everyone will just leave me alone, and. Well, he check. plans on whenever whenever his uncle Mike retires, he's going to take off and fill in for him on those Beach Boy reunion tours. Maybe he'll so, get uh, he'll get the conveniently Beach Boys hurt. Are still getting money? Wow! Okay, Hell yeah! Yeah! Come yeah. on, man! We got a. They just announced a sixty-eight-year-old Kiss band who's going out on a three-year end of the road tour at sixty-eight. My gosh! Three years? Three years. Why would you? Three fucking years. That's if you've heard Paul Stanley's voice, if you heard Paul one. voice, you should have realized that reun that that retirement oh, should have happened man. Nobody cares. <laughs> there's the there's the diehards who will go anyway. There's other people right. who will be worried that they'll never see them again, so they'll go, and then they'll probably about five shows into the tour, they'll start pumping in the background and they'll boost them. And by the end of the tour, by, by 2021, what's that? The Rolling Stones, I remember that gimmick. I thought oh, they still do the odd thing, but there's all kinds of bands out there. God, even Aero, I mean, the guys in Aerosmith are all got to be in their late 60s. Think about how old Billy Joel. Richards. You know, how old's Billy Joel? How old's Elton John? These guys are all still out on tour. Keith Richards yeah. is they, they still money. alive. Keith Richards is still alive. Let that sink in. That's because Keith Richards Austin, is I wish the Commodores back on tour, but fucking Lionel Richards is never going to allow that. It's Keith Richards old, is like Mr. Simpsons Burns. Joke, <laughs> right, like Mr. Burns on The Simpsons. He's got every disease in the universe, and they can't decide which one is going to kill him, and they're all just in stasis. <laughs> yeah. 
He does enough. He does enough different health. drugs that he just got a perfect, uh, perfect storm of health going on there, and he just just keeps on living because that guy should be dead times ten. <laughs> not like not unlike Ozzy Osbourne, who must be in his late sixties at least, and still out there. They make money, mm-hmm. man. It's, it's the only way to make money as an artist anymore. Selling records, nobody sells records. Yeah, anymore. they just fucking Especially cut them out. To, like they do fucking. Yeah, you get, a, you get a million streams and you make a dollar on them. So yeah, there's no way to make money. You know, or you do, or you do things so. like uh, you do like the Britney Spears thing or, or whatever, and you do the uh, the residency in Vegas for some ridiculous fucking sum of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. You go Blame up there and sink clips. Lip sync twice a week, or whatever it is. Like Lady Gaga's mm-hmm. doing it now, I guess. You know, because there's money to be made, and yeah, why not? Somebody's gonna throw it at you. What the hell? Man, I wonder how the NFL's gonna change that, man. Because you can go to Vegas and catch a game. Not only does that change the entertainment thing, it changed the idea of you leaving on Sunday. So now everybody's <laughs> leaving on Monday. Like, I know the corporate tickets are gonna be, you know, crazy as far as comps and everything else. That's going to get really weird. Well, yeah, it is. Nothing but, it's been nothing Go ahead, but gold for the hockey. No, Go ahead, hockey, if, if, if it's Vegas, you should be able to gamble like right from your feet. <laughs> make it, sure you can. Make it real convenient. Like, fuck it should be like you're at like you're you're at the, Vegas, a millionaire, and they want you to pick. A, it's a, they're they're asking the audience to pick and that little thing comes out and you just hit A, B, C, or D and give them your, and your swipe your card and you're done. <laughs> right. Slots in the hallways by the refreshment. Smart watch or whatever you might have these oh, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I like, the NHL has gotten on board. They've they've already said they want, they want a piece of the action in the gambling. I don't know how that's working out so far, but... You motherfuckers um, want an integrity fee. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. And integrity. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 and, 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 and the day, the day is coming where somebody's going to do it. Uh, somebody's going to get yeah. banned from a league. <laughs> oh, it's sooner or later, they'll find some poor bastard who's got a drug problem <laughs> or a money problem or whatever it is and needs something to go away or something fixed. And he's he's in Canada right now. He's going to work his way back in the NFL. It'll happen yep. sooner or later. Well, gentlemen, we're going to have like to call it. a night on that one because we are running way over time on this we're episode. Bur- we're burning out blog talk, are we? Oh, well, there we are. Yes, sir. But Naj, thank you guys for jumping on with us. We had a great time as usual. Can't wait to have you guys back, and we'll talk some more on another Sunday. And, Tim, as for always, for gotcha. all of us down here in the United States, fuck you, Tim. And your free health care. <laughs> I love Canada. America's full of losers who, who don't like curling and moose. Hey, now, I love me some curling in the Olympics now. But thanks, everyone, for listening moose, in. We think, no, not big on the moose. Thanks, everybody, for moose listening, and we will see you guys next time here on Why Men Can't Jump. Thanks for listening in. Hey, is a little TR there? That'll be... That'll that'll be tomorrow, by the way, where Tim busts out the fucking hockey show. His hockey's back on Wednesday, so yeah, tomorrow baby. hockey preview. So Woo! for the fourteen for the fourteen people who like hockey in the United States, you got that to look forward to. Yeah, so both of you guys tune in. 
For that, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it this time. Go for it. Peace. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. <laughs>